you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 285 on tonight's episode. The manlings talk about the Duarden, the fire slayers, the crazy naked Duarden who run around gathering all that gold the way a proper Duarden should. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Graduate Tools for the next two hours or thereabouts. We're going to do our best to be informed and entertained and have a few laughs and all that good stuff. Bringing you oath takers, skull breakers, and lots of... Rune makers? Rune makers, exactly. You got it, Chris. You nailed it. Yes. I'm Dave Whitek, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Walker. Chris. Hello. Hello. So did we uh, get that? Do we get that right? Is that three different things? That, that is three want? different things. Yes. Yep. All right. So, uh, before we get going, let's thank the sponsors, huh? That includes KS Org Superstore, KS Org Superstore, KS Org Superstore, Six Squared Studios. The Six Squared Studios for all your basing needs, your MDF needs, your token needs, your 3D printing needs, and if you need a nice new edge for your mat to get your game to the right size, they're the boys you need. And also, let's not forget Grognard Games, because there's always something happening at Grognards. Yes, indeed. And our Patreon sponsors, those people who are the almost 1% of our listeners who make the show and all these extra things we do on it possible. And that includes our associate producers, Christopher Sanders, Big Jake, and Jake C., our executive producers, Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald and Scott Milne. Thank you guys for being part of the one percent. Yes. Indeed. And guess what, Chris? Chicken butt, what? We have voicemail. Yes. Yes, we have did you know that I had we had voicemail? We got voicemail. I have heard I've heard about it. Yeah, well we got two of them. And um uh if you the listeners, or you, Chris, I don't know why you would want to, but if the listeners mm. wanted to call and leave a voicemail and be a part of the show, they can call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00, and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And then you can leave a message like this dude here named Nick. Wait. Well, this dude here named Nick. There you go. Hi, Dave. This is Nick. I love watching your show. I love listening to your show. Um, I'm going through the backlog right now, and I got all the way back up to the first episode that I ever discovered you guys on. That was the Skaven lore episode, and that made me want to call. Um, and then I realized two episodes after that, or however many, that you couldn't really hear my voice, and I had the jacked up voice memo that you had to read on air, and... I gotta say, I love the commitment to, you know, commitment to voicemails, even when they're choppy and Google decides to, you know, mess them up. But I've, I drive for a living, so I get to listen to your, your videos and your podcasts all day long. That's why my first voicemail was terrible. That's probably why this one will sound awful. But I just wanted to say thanks for doing such a great podcast. Thanks to, Lindsay for being such a great mascot, and I can't wait to continue to hear more about this wonderful world that we all decide to sink our money and time and affection into. Uh, stay strong. Stay warm. Goodbye. Well, thank you, Nick. That was great. 
I kind I think I remember that one because there was a couple of times when we would read because Google Translate. Or yeah, Google, those are funny. Yeah, that just doesn't work. There are a couple of ones in here that it got a couple of funny little quirky things, but nothing that was as bad as that last one that he said. That was just bananas. Um, okay, so here's another. Uh, we got one more voicemail. I don't think the person I'm reading it, it doesn't look like they said their name. But hmm. going to play it. Here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, hopefully this message isn't too garbled because I'm currently driving through an area that doesn't get the best reception. Uh, I just wanted Nick to call again. and say, hey, happy birthday, Dave. I hope it's a good one. And I uh, just really got done listening to your latest episode. And I'm glad you went into your Cruel Boys list as much as you did because I've been, like, trying to grapple with it. And you just gave me a lot of really great ideas. Uh, so, you know, Matt from Salt Lake City, getting back into Age of Sigmar, playing Orcs. Thanks you once more for all the things you do. Have a great one. And again, happy birthday, Matt. So that was Matt. That wasn't the other guy. That was Matt. Okay. But there you go. That was great. Thank you for the happy birthday, by the way. Appreciate that. Yeah. And um, you joined the club. Yes. I'm I'm in the 50 plus club at this point. You made it. Yeah. Hey, most people didn't think I would. So that's fantastic. From here. I hope so. Because if yeah, it gets man. much worse, they're going to put me in the ground. So, <laughs> see, people do like the deep dives in the list. Look at that. That was awesome. I really, yeah, was I was fun, like, right? and, and it's so funny because he did that. This one, the Google Voice, you know, he said his name was Matt from Salt Lake City, and it says here, mm. so you know, map for Salt Lake City. So <laughs> I'm like, a map of Salt Lake City. What am I missing? So that's why I missed his name, and it does it, and it says when you went into your Cruel Boys list, but here. Mm. Google Voice uh, is a little bit uh, conceited. It thought he said, I'm glad you went into your Google Voice list as much as you did. So (laughs) I had no idea what that call was about, actually, even though I was skimming it looking for a name. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we should. We'll we'll have to do that again. Like like I said, I just I've been playing the heck out of that that list and that that and I'm just I am so loving it. And that's kind of what happens. You you fall in love with it. We could do we could do a thing where somebody sends us their list. And then we oh, and then we analyze inter- it. We, yeah. inter- we analyze or interview them. Oh my god, that would be awful! Come on, they used to do that <laughs> on like some on like good podcasts. Like I remember, I th- I thought it was the uh, who did it? Who used to do that? You'd send in your lists. I don't. I don't think it was Podhammer. It might uh, Facehammer might have done that. Hmm. But there was some other shows where you sent in your list and they would like tell you what they thought of it and how to beef it up and stuff like that. And ah, you know, you know, you know, I would mess that up so bad. Yeah, it'd be fun though. It would be fun, but uh, oh, and you know what? The master engineer is going to be mad at me because he totally did the intro, and this is a this is a a lore and war episode. I should have read the uh, introduction. That you know that that uh, the beginning oh, that right. talks about the race. That's what we usually do. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna demand extra pay, which I suppose is completely appropriate for this this book coverage. So we'll get to that. But listen, let's take our break. Let's take okay. a quick break, and um, when we come back, we're gonna jump right into the lore of this book. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually not that long. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, literal page-wise, it's not that long. But then again, when you've mm-hmm. only got, like, four pages for your unit entries, that keeps it pretty yeah. quick. God bless America. Yeah. All right, so we'll be right back. 
Superstore. That's right, folks. Chaos Org Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. Hello. Hello. All right. Fire Slayers. Order Battle Tome. Chris, what would you think of this one? Um, I like the lore. thought it was cool. Um, the book is short. It's like 88 pages. Yeah. But well, yet I mean, they... Yeah, the lore I mean, ends I, on like page 31 or something like that. And that includes... Yeah. Or 33. I mean, a minor quibble. I mean, it's, it's not like it costs any less. I mean, it's... <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, it's just... I don't know. Most of the lore in here is also available somewhere else as well. Yeah. I mean, and the story of Grimnir is told in other places. Yeah, there's... (sighs) I like it, but it's just, you know... I want to love this book and this army. You know? I love... I love Slayers. They were my favorite part of the Dwarf Army. I didn't get to play them as often as I'd like mm-hmm. because the, those were the ones that were still never in plastic. Right. You had to have a half a pound of metal to take a unit of those, you know? Oh, yeah. I and, remember. I, yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I, I buy Doom Seekers. Like, if people have Doom Seekers, when I see them on eBay, I buy them. When I find people mm-hmm. selling them, when I see them at Adepticon, I'm always looking through people's stuff. I've got, like, a dozen or two dozen Doom Seekers with the, with oh, the wow, that's axes cool. on chains. Yeah, uh, yeah, and some of them painted very nicely, and I because I love them. They're like my favorite models. And then you get a whole army of slayers, and you're like, "This is so cool!" And you read the lore, and you're like, "Okay, this is pretty cool." And then you you get to it, and it's it's uh, this feels so one note to me when it gets mm-hmm. to the actual table. And I think I figured out what my issue is. Can we okay. talk about this before we dive into the book? Yeah, dwarfs were my first army. I still love the dwarf army more than any of the other armies. I just, I really do. You know, I have have two dwarf armies. I painted two separate massive 10K dwarf armies. So I'm with you. Dear Lord. I play this army. I love this army. Okay. It's so much fun to build. It's so much fun to paint. It's so much fun to play. And then we Mm -hmm. get to Age of Sigmar. And the dwarf mm-hmm. army really kind of gets stripped down. It really does. Oh yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's ugly. It's ugly. It's kind of a shell of itself, and I'm not too pleased with it. And I'm not playing it in Age of Sigmar because it just, unless you combine it with a bunch of other stuff, it just doesn't yeah. feel like the old dwarf army. And this, I is, was looking, I was looking through all the dispossessed units today, and, and they're okay. I mean, they look good on paper, but. Obviously, the dispossessed army doesn't have any bells and whistles to it, you know. None. Right. And that's part of the problem. And what I'm talking about here is, as I was was looking at this book and I'm reading it, I'm like, I love this lore. I love these stories. And then I look at them. I'm like, ugh. It's just, it feels 
like I've got a whole army of a model, which is why, you know, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you, an entire Slayer army, even though they made that up back in sixth edition, it, you know, it, it didn't 100% work because it's kind of one trick, right. you know? And then yeah. I was looking at this going, you know, I love this as the fighty part of the army, but I got no shooty part of the army, really. I mean, they've got some, yeah. but it's really not. Hey, and then right. there's like, you know, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's the problem that I've got then with. That's the problem that I've got with uh, the overlords. Mm. Is that they've got the shooty part of the army, but then not much else. And then you got the dispossessed, which are all stripped down. And it's like it's like they took the army I loved and broke it into three separate armies that are none of them yeah. get that which feel. Is a, which is odd because countless times, well not countless, but many times throughout this book, they bring up the fact that there are three separate factions of dwarves and wouldn't it be great if they were all together. It's actually in this book. Grim, they bring it up. Grungly <laughs> is trying to bring them back together. And all it made me do as I read this is went, wow, I don't <laughs> want this book to be obsolete really soon, but boy would I love a yeah. book where they unite these three armies under one banner and you can kind of take bits of them. You know, I mean... They, Couldn't they just have released a Duarden battle tomb? I would have loved like, to see that. I mean, why not? Yeah, it would have been fantastic. Uh, and, and that's the you problem. Could have thrown the chaos, could have thrown the chaos dwarves in there. That would have been well, super that would have cool. been really yeah, com- cool if they, you know, I would right? love to see them combined, come back. Combined battle tomb with the three different dwarf factions plus the chaos dwarves. It's crazy that we have to have it all disjointed like this because yeah. I like what's in here. Yeah, especially since they just released on the. 40k side, the Eldari Codex. That right. sucker's two two hundred pages long. Is it? Yeah. Oh it my! Like how much f- is that four, book? It's fifty five dollars. It's the same price as this book. Oh, I gotta buy that book. Yeah. I don't even play 40k, but if a two hundred page mm. to- uh, battle uh, codex, I'm gotta read that. Yeah, it's got it's got your traditional craft worlds in there. It's got the um, the Harlequins in it. It's got the Inari in it. And it's, you know, which is all your uh, Corsairs and all those guys. It's like three factions in one book. See, and that's, they need to do that. They need to bring the Dwarden back together again because I want to play them. And I wouldn't mind, like, I could totally paint these guys up to a decent standard. It wouldn't be too hard. I'd be so happy with them because what these guys do, I like. But then yeah. I look at the list of the units, and I'm like, oh, my. This is like, this book reminds me of when the first Realm Lords book yeah. dropped. Yeah, yeah. You know what I was going to say before I said yeah. it? This is like when yeah. the first Realm Lords book dropped, except the first Realm Lords book was brutal. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know that this book is. Um, and it's it doesn't a, need to be brutal. Yeah. And it could be, It. it I guess it can be competitive. I just... Uh, it, oh, I think there's builds in here for sure. Oh, sure. And I'm not saying it's a bad book. I'm saying that with four, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, now that, yes, now you can take Magma Droths' battle line if you want to take a ton of Magma Droths. Yeah, but you got to play Lofnir, though. I mean, it's not, it's not <laughs> bad. Because <laughs> honestly, my favorite. Lofnir is like Slytherin. You know what I mean? Who wants to play those guys? Exactly. My, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> my favorite 
of the four great houses is the one that's got the lamest lodge rules here. Which ones? Hermdar. Oh yeah. They were the they were the bee's knees in the old book. They were the tournament list. Were they? Oh yeah. Because I read the I read the lore on them and I'm like, oh I like these guys. And then I looked at their rule. I'm like, ugh <laughs> if they get battle shock, wait, my bonus is if I'm losing? Get out of here. Yeah, I know. It's like what? Ugh. Okay, you know what? Let's let's <laughs> all right. Great googly moogly. Let's, let's talk about the lore. Yeah, let's, let's talk about in. the lore. Okay, so uh Blood Golden Fire. Fire hmm. slayers are respected and feared for their martial prowess. The Fire Dwarden are eager mercenaries who will fight almost any foe for the right price. Uh, mm-hmm. To the uneducated, this may seem like little more than shameless profiteering, but to the sons of Grimnir, war is not merely a way to earn riches. It is the foundation of their society. I love these little bits of this opening. If yeah. you don't know about them, it's they don't... <sighs> They've got. They do this with a very specific purpose, and when you read this lore, it's not very long, and it doesn't need to be very deep. They're pretty mm-hmm. single-minded. They are yeah. Dwarden, after all. But the idea is cool, and I feel like it got explained better in this book than in the old one. I yeah. seem to understand how the runes work and how the release works and where things go. Well, um, it gets a little intense when they start talking about how it works. It's like, holy... Yeah. Smokes, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also like... Um, like, I don't know if I like that. I don't know. Oh, like, it's kind of crazy. It's right? really insane. Like, you read this, uh. you're like, wow, that's just weird. Uh-huh. This is a really strange group of cats, these dudes. Um, mm-hmm. They don't... They don't even work... Okay. Everybody, you talk about Duarte. They're, like sub- they're like substance abuse addicts, unfortunately. Kind of. <laughs> Especially if they get the if they get the what is it the gold sickness or whatever it's called I forget what it's called. It's called the the glimmer lust or glimmer, whatever. Glimmer, yeah. Oh my! Because <laughs> there's the one good. story about those guys who like went yeah. around and started killing and like eating the other people. I think it said. I'm like, wait, what is happening here? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, the glimmer lust. Oh my! But I love how they're not even they're not even as worried about craftsmanship. No, I saw As, that too. I was like, what? Bananas. I thought that was a crazy thing to say in a dwarf book. Now, it like, says yeah, they, they do they... not treat the pursuit of it with the same reverence as their cousins, which right. I get that. They're more Grimnir than Grungni. Okay, or Grungni. I get that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah cunning and brutal and brutal. And <laughs> yeah. I like that some of these guys don't even like him. I know. They're, They're like, like, ah, rookie. screw that guy. Yeah. That's yeah. What? Like, oh, Oathbreaker. Oathbreaker? Like, what? And I want to know what happened there. Did I miss something? Because we're going to get into that. Because like I said, the lore in this is the cool part. When we get to the stuff, I actually was going through reading the, the, and I'm trying to really get into the the different units. And I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. There's three guys on Magmadross. They're basically all the same rules except for one special rule. Then the three guys off the Magmadross, they're basically the same rules without Magmadross except for one Mm -hmm. special rule. I'm like, (laughs) we're going to get through... This army list fast. So yes. let's get through this lore, though. Um, yeah. So we so we so we got to beef up this lore section and make this show long enough. No, so we don't need to get too long. <laughs> we don't. That's not. No, no, no. Let's just get through it. Um, <sighs> and now I like the stories of the first. The first forge. <laughs> I like the stories of the first forge. The ones who yeah. were in the presence of Grimnir before he embarked mm-hmm. on his quest. Those mm-hmm. original lodges lodges no longer exist. Although Vorstarg and the Greyfeard 
uh, are their direct yeah. descendants. Right, they're spiritual descendants mm. of those original two, yeah. Um, now, I, I, this, okay, the, the mercenary nature of them mm. is way higher than the old dwarves used to be, oh. and I kind of yeah. like this about them. It makes for some really compelling stories, and I love this that... Is- Damn, man. They do some non-dwarfy stuff. They though, do. They're kind of... You know what? They... At times, I question how much they fit into order. Like, they're not yeah. as bad as, say, the Daughters of Cain. Yeah. But these guys, like... It says they work with order, but they're not tight with them. In fact, most lodges have no qualms about abandoning their ally once the conditions of their contract have been met. I remember reading a story from one of the old books about that. Like, yeah, it was, they like help- the, it was the it was the night in the night haunt, right? With the yeah. Lake Lethus, that big battle there where they they, they won the they battle. Switched, they switched sides. Well, that was a different one. I was talking about the one where they won the battle. Oh. Yeah, and then another wave of guys come in, and they're like, "But we're still being attacked." He's like, "Yeah, but you only paid us to stop those guys." Right. And they're like, these guys are coming. Like, that's a whole new fee. And they're like, we don't have the money. And then they took their gold and said, well, yeah, then ya. you're out of luck. And it's like, oh, that's that's cutthroat. But yeah, the one lodge that went and basically said, well, they're they're going to pay us twice as much to turn on you. That's some crazy stuff. Yeah, it's messed up. That's very non-dwarf like. That's not what I'm used to seeing. No, unless you're right. That, but there's one. There's one lodge that doesn't do that, which is. Right, Hermdar, like them. Right, Hermdar, right, yeah. So, um, you know, they come off like opportunists. They come off as warmongers, but basically... But they have a reason, they have a reason. It's their religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically gathering gold and going to war. Not just gold. Well, I mean, they gather all the gold they can, and then there's ur yeah. gold in it. I mean, ur, the, you know, ur gold. That's, yeah, that's that's the key to their whole thing. Is this stuff called ur gold? Which, if you don't know, we should talk about what that is. Well, yeah, hold on. Well, we're getting. I know we're going to get to that. That comes up in here at some point when we get to the fall of Grimnir. Right. But they, you know, they, you know, other people don't know what ur gold is. So you know they. But they're, you know, they're just looks like they're getting paid in lots of gold. And, of course, they're refining out the Urgold. They still got regular gold to spend and use, but then they got Urgold for this. And I didn't realize that the only real way to release it is through battle. You can't just release it. Well, you, it says you can, but they don't. I see. I thought it said it. I thought I was reading here that that like the, that's that is the way you have to release it. Like well, even when they put that, it into weapons and stuff, it doesn't quite release. It's one well, of the reasons it, they stopped it, using it. It, it, it kind of mentions that they they can release it in just other ways, but the true way to do it to get the most out of it and to honor Grimnir the way okay, right, right, they right. need to, then it has to be spent in battle. And so. Literally, they have to go and find all the ur gold they can, which is hidden within regular gold. Mm-hmm. So they're out there collecting all, all the ur gold they can collect, and then they've got to turn it into runes, slap it in their skin, and go into battle to release it if they ever want yeah. Grimnir to come back. That's okay. I get this now. That's kind of crazy, but it makes more mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So they, what they started with is they they put the runes on weapons. Uh-huh. They tried doing that, and that that works, but it didn't quite have the intense right uh, effect they were looking for. Um, and then I think they started tinkering around, and then they eventually ended up like 
taking yeah there's a whole section of it in here yeah. that explains it i think it's under the whatchamahoosies i think it they talk about it when they get to the actual the ones who do it yeah uh, the, the the rune the battlesmiths or whatever yeah the well the runesmiths the rune master and the runesmiths that's right yeah because that's when they talk about how it works that's in the heart of the old we'll get to that one that's yep. about two-thirds of the way in actually yep so fall of grimnir now, yeah. if, if you don't know much, now I like they they work some of this story of from the world that was, and we actually got to see this mm-hmm. if you read the, the last Gotrek book. Yes, during the cataclysmic last days of the world that was, the red-haired Dwarden deity marched fearlessly into the polar waste, seeking to close forever the corrupted gates that allowed the minions and warping power of the dark gods to spill into reality. Uh, accounts vary, but all agree Grimnir found himself lost in the realm of chaos ex- itself. He survived the destruction of the world that was and awoke at the dawn of the Age of Myth in a land as volatile and fiery as his temperament. He woke up in Akshi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grimnir was heartened indeed to discover this strange land was populated by Dwarden. He protected yeah. and guided his people, teaching them the ways of, the wo- of war, and the first fire slayers came to be. Uh, he was reunited with his brother, God Grungni. Their rejoice was to be short-lived, for some manner of evil befell them and the rest of the Dwarden gods. What caused the Thagdwigi, I don't know how to pronounce that, the great betrayal? Thag, thag, yeah, whatever. Thagdwigi or thag, thagdu, yeah. Thagduge or it's something Exactly. Like that. I, yeah. I, I would love to hear whoever wrote this book pronounce that, because I, I can't put that together. Hmm. Uh, whatever caused the great betrayal is unclear, but the Pantheon was sundered and Grungni and Grimnir were left shackled atop the Iron Mountains of Shaman. Okay. Bound- okay, so there's... Yeah. Um, so that that little paragraph there, I mean, that is that referring to more than just these two Dwarden gods? Well, it said that the Pantheon was sundered. Yeah. It also says... Yet their re- rejoicing was to be short-lived, for some manner of evil befell them and the, and rest. the rest of the Dwarden gods. Who are the they? Are the, I, I don't know. I mean, the only one I, I know they're... of was Valia, and didn't right. didn't didn't Nagash eat her? Debatable. Yes. I thought he did. De- yes, debatable. Yeah. Can you actually de- devour Valia? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe, maybe that avatar you could and whatever, but. But yeah, so th- I Debatable. mean that right there. I'm like, wait, what is this? This is something I want to hear more of. Tell me, mm. talk mm. more. Yeah, that's no, just, they don't. No, that's just a little nugget in there. I was uh, like, whoa. Yeah, and then of course this is when they're chained up there. Sigmar lets him go. Grungni's going to help him make armor and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Krimnir is like, nope, you got to give me something to do right now. I want it. I want it right now. What can I do? Because mm-hmm. he's got a short temper. And so he tells him to go, hey, you know what? Something's got to stop that Volcatrix thing. Right. Uh, does, does Sigmar ever try? We don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if we know that. I don't know. He just knows that it's probably impossible. So. Yep. And when they're fighting, now this is an interesting thing. As they were fighting, they wind up killing each other. Yeah. He lays so in Sig- the killing Sigmar's blow. fault. Yeah. <laughs> Blame Sigmar for this. Thanks a lot, Sigmar. Hey, if he wouldn't have been so hot-tempered and said, give me a, give me an impossible task to do now, then he might not have gotten this impossible task. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're, they smash each other so bad, they both basically explode, right? Yeah, well, they're like, they're like 
holding each other at the end, like in this death embrace. Yes. And then they both basically blow up. Yes. And, and so their ess- their essences get mixed together. The heat from poof. Volcatrix yeah. and yeah. and him together. All right. Okay. Their soul energy, let's call it soul energy, just for sure. now. Because it's what their essence. Now, we often think of your essence as an, sort of an intangible spiritual type thing. You know, even if yeah. you're talking about shyish, you know, mm-hmm. you're going in and these are... In- this burned so intensely that it bonded their soul energy. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's hot. Yeah. That's hot. Um, That's spicy hot. Woo. <laughs> it's hot and wet. It's good with a woman, but not in the jungle. Um, <laughs> If you can, if you can tell me what movie that's from, I'll give you a dollar. I don't remember. See, I didn't think so because it's an '80s film and nobody remembers it because it's not one of those that gets watched a lot. So we will let that one slide for now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you get the first lodges and all these things happening here, um, because they like that heat and that fire. That's why they are under, you know, underground and in volcano, under active volcanoes because. They like to keep that that heat and that fire that's a part of Grimnir. Um, yeah. So it alloyed the spirit of the Duarden to the Ur Salamander's blood of liquid metal, which was then dispersed all over all the realms. Most heavily, obviously, in Akshi, but mm-hmm. over all the realms. Yeah. And eventually, the Fire Slayers realize... That certain bits of this gold, it literally, her her blood was liquid metal, bonded with these two souls, it turned into gold. And it's all over the place. And they realize there's bits of his spirit in the gold. Right. And for some reason, only fire slayers can detect it. Although, like they, have an, they have an innate ability to, like all of them do, but obviously some more than others. Right. That's kind of interesting. So, like, it, I, I don't even think, like, it, well, I know the other Dwarden don't even have this ability. You have to be a fire slayer. You have to be right. a descendant of Grimnir. I don't know what that means. I don't know how you get to be a descendant of Grimnir. But. Interestingly enough, though, like, the overlords, they, they can detect ether gold and do that type of stuff, but not the Ur gold. I thought the, I thought the, Caradron overlords like used machines to detect ether gold. Uh, they still figured out what it was and they managed to get it, you know? Right, but I don't think they can just innately maybe, sense m- maybe it. Maybe right? not. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but this is why they're constantly hiring themselves out. This is why they're mercenaries. They are recollecting the spirit of their god. Yeah, so they're just looking for gold any right. way they can get it. And one way to get gold is to get paid by people who have already collected the gold and they just give it to you for doing stuff and And what are fire slayers good at doing fighting so that's what they do and it literally says that some of these rune masters can can sense ur gold across realms yeah so if you've got a treasure trove under your castle you're there you are lord chris of the realm of whatever yeah and you got a treasure trove and up comes walking runesmith joe and he's like Urgold. Yeah. Now he knows you've got it, so now he desperately right. wants to get hired out by you because right. they gotta get it. Yeah, he'll set up a camp at the base of your yep. castle, and he'll be like, 
hey, who who do you need killed? Like we're here, we're ready to fight for exactly. you. Exactly, it's crazy. and there's no there's no shortage of enemies in the mortal realms. So. Well, that's true. Right. Um, the under, the other interesting thing is it wasn't just Urgold that came from this mix. Uh, in some of these regions, their little black spheres were formed, which mm. wound up being magma droth eggs. Yeah, that's cool. So there's magma droth eggs all that come out of that as well. Um, now, like the, the, so the magma droths are like the children of Volcatrix. Yes, because she was like a, she was like the Ur Salamanders. Yeah, the mother of salamanders. Mother, and, and then and the magma droths are just basically big lizards. Yep. Fire-breathing lizards. Now, an interesting thing with the Fire Slayers is, um, you know, during the Age of Chaos, lots mm-hmm. of Dwarven yeah. empires were crushed. Right. Um, even the Fire Slayers had trouble, but boy, did they. <laughs> well, they, 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 they kept, hid. Right? Yeah, they locked up their, they, when it got rough, they're like, you know what, sorry, but. We've got a job to do. It's getting into this. This and we're, we're we'll get into it more as we go through the book. But this hunt for the Urgold and how it works and how they're releasing yeah. it and what the point yeah. is is actually really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's not. It's not just something that they do. It's literally them. It's like their. It's, it's their like, purpose. It's, it's their whole. Yeah, it's their whole function in life is to collect this Urgold, hammer into runes. And then release its power in battle to. They're basically religious fanatics. Is mm-hmm. literally what they are. Yeah. And their religion is expressed through gathering gold. Yeah. And re- going religi- to war. Religious fanatics addicted to Urgold. It's yeah. kind of a dangerous mix. So, um, you know, Age of Chaos comes, and basically the magma holds that survived just basically lock their doors. And when other people came by and said, help, let us in, they said, uh, no, because if we open uh, the nope. doors, we're all going to die. And mm-hmm. better one of us live. Right. But that didn't stop them from sometimes leaving the magma holds and like going out and selling their services to the poor people who were still trying to fight chaos. They still did that. Not, Which, not in, in the beginning, it, though. In the beginning, when it got really bad, sometimes they had to lock their doors and just stop, uh, withhold the siege. But the thing is, they not only, like, said no to they said no to everybody. Like, other right. Dwarden showed up, and they're like, too bad, so sad. Yeah. But if, I feel like it says, even though the Fire Slayers denied entry to those seeking sanctuary, they still marched out to bring war to the forces of chaos. Cool. You, th- you would think, like, while they're out there fighting, they might be like, hey... It's pretty dangerous out here. Why don't you guys just follow us back? It could be, uh, but if they're coming out and going back through secret tunnels, we all know what Darden are like, and they might just be like, nope, can't trust anybody who's not one of us to have the secret that's, tunnels. That's true. That was always an annoying thing about uh-huh. the, dwar- the dwarves back. Yeah, that's yeah. so secretive, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people don't speak Dwarvish because they don't mm-hmm. share their language. Like, the dwarves yeah. speak it, but they don't speak it that much in front of others. And when they do, they don't, right. tra- like, nobody, like, they, they are very secretive. Yeah, I remember actually getting annoyed with dwarf culture, reading, like, the the Gotrek and Felix books. You know what I mean? It's like, God, freaking dwarves. Like, <laughs> yeah, Talk about a stiff-necked bunch, man. Those uh-huh. guys. Uh-huh. But so the Necroquake runs through, and suddenly the Fire Slayers are in danger. Like yep, they, they, they survived. The ghosts can go through the walls. Yep. I mean, they survived the Age of Sigmar, 
starts, and they are doing well. Wait, there's someone else out there fighting? You mean, yeah. the, the, let's go. And then yeah, the fighting goes bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they didn't make a lot of friends, they fought yep, like like crazy. Yep, they're packing stacks of Urgold uh-huh. so high they can't barely stand it. But, yeah, the uh, the magma holds. And a lot of them, and it, we talk about their their eternal flames, and I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that when you go out to start a new, you got to take a part of that eternal flame. You got to use that to light up something else. You yeah. take it with you. If that fire ever goes out, you're yeah, holding trouble. You, yeah, you got to go. You're, you're, you're in trouble. Um, yeah. And it was so the, with, I the love necroquake, this. right? Yeah. yeah. When the necroquake happened, a lot of that the magic ran through and some of those went out. Mm-hmm. Uh, some went low and were, were in danger, but some went out. And it says those. Magma holds uh, soon withered and died. Their surviving populace forced to flee or to take the oath to become Grimnin and seek out their doom in honorable battle. Yeah, is that a, is that a new term in this book? I think so because later they talk about the um, when they talk in the actual units when they talk about the one what's his what's his name the the doom seeker. Yeah, because they say he that, that that's a seems like a different oath. Because I, I looked for the name, and it says they take the oath of something else. Oh, there's the there's the doom seeker. Yeah, they take in the barazak then, doom, the doom oath, the doom seekers. Yeah, but, but then that, the hero, the hero guy is the grimwrath berserker. Yeah, but that's but that's not a doom seeker. That's a guy oh, the, who just has a dozen or two dozen runes. In oh him. yeah. Oh right. Yeah. I guess he's not a doom seeker, is he? Yeah, the doom seeker is the guy. So it doesn't it doesn't mention on his war scroll that he's part of this Grim Nim plan. Right, and that's the thing. So I don't think the I don't think the Grimrath Berserker is. No, at he's all. not. But you're, the you're Doom correct. Seekers but it doesn't I'll look at the take, Doom Seeker they, War Scroll. But that even but um, what I'm saying is when you yeah, read their lore, it says yeah. they have taken the Barazak Doom, the Doom Oath. Now uh, does that mean that they become Grimnin is that Grimnin? I think is the name I, for those who take the oath. I don't know. It doesn't really mention that. It only mentions that term in in here. Yeah, in here. And I don't know. It's, I feel like I don't know. That's kind of a, a weird thing about this book. I feel like it was like written in like several different stages. Like I don't here's know if the that's it or here's, if they here's, just if they here's just, the bolt-ons. And I don't know. I feel like they're mentioning things and that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the books do that. They just give you little snippets, a little taste. Yeah. And this yeah. one does it with a lot of their little bits of language. And mm-hmm. at first I was like, what does this mean? And then I'm like, oh, damn, dwar- dwarfs. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just it's, they're not going to tell us because this is, you right. know, if you're telling it from their point of view, you're not going to tell us. Right. Yeah, but they, they bring up this term a lot, this grimnin, mm-hmm. but they don't ever really say what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I like... Um, the they, there's a whole section here they talk about when the, when some of the fires sputtered and how some of the lodges they preserved the that fire in a in a in a uh, heirloom war axe yeah I'm like oh that's kind of cool that's a little symbolic that's a little interesting thing uh, nomadic warriors in search of sanctuary you know I'm like oh that's kind of cool yeah that would stink to have your magma hold yeah in Shayish during the freaking necroquake that would suck. Oh yeah, really bad. <laughs> um, 
you know, Murat, but they, 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 you know, these guys, even though a lot of them get hurt, they still, as long as they're not wiped out, they always wind mm-hmm. up prospering because what happens, right. more war breaks out. Yeah, more war, more more pay, more jobs, more gold. Marathi takes Anvil Guard. Hish and Shyish uh, have this whole vendetta between Teclis and Nagash. Yep, so they uh, bring us through all the the books. Yeah, the, Grunjni uh, comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I which like, is like the, which is yeah, it's like bittersweet to the fire slayers. They're like, whoa, that's cool. And some of them are like, that guy sucks. <laughs> which wow. is crazy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it says he sought to strengthen the bonds between the fractured Dwarden cultures, uniting them into a greater and stronger whole. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, give me that, give me that yeah, battle yeah, tome. Yeah, g- yeah, give me that book. Come the on. children of Grungni. Let me get, give me that. You know, Grungni yeah. spent most of his time at the court of Vostarg. You know, he's trying to do all this stuff. Yet for some, like the Lofnir, the Smith God had proven himself a coward and a traitor when he failed to take a stand during the Age of Chaos and Dang, left them to fend for themselves. Words, boy. I know. Those are those are those are those words mean a, a lot more when a dwarf says them yeah. than when just some umgi says them. You left us a coward and a traitor. <laughs> because why? Because he was it was he was in Azir? I'm assuming he was in Azir helping Sigmar. I, and they're mad at him. You left us. You should have. St- yeah. It's like whoa. Yeah. Dang. Exactly. Like, that was. Like those are. Like, those are. Those are like. Th- that would be enough in like the world that was for two dwarf armies or to go fight each other to the death. That would. You know what I mean? Oh, that sure. Would be enough. Sure. I mean, that's. I was. I was shocked at how angry and how. But those guys, <laughs> the Lofnir, they're just they're, uh, those guys. Yeah, they're the, the house Slytherin of the Fire Slayers. <laughs> yeah, they're a bit of a there. There are some odd ducks in that group. <laughs> All right, so what else we got next? Let's talk magma holds. Yep. Um, when Grimnir fell, the earliest lodges settled in Akshi, and this is where many of the grandest magma holds were constructed. Mm-hmm. These Dwarden had a natural resistance to heat and flame, their tough skin allowing them to withstand exposure to the temperatures below the realm's crust. The first yeah. lodges have long faded into history, and some claim to be their direct descendants. Um, you know, but they're, you know, they're obviously none yeah, so of the they, first ones yeah. have lasted. Yeah, so the, so the Vostar rebuilt their big one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then it starts talking about, you got you start off with the Rune Father, mm-hmm. and um, then, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> That's my phone. Um, you got the Rune Father. You have all of his Rune Sons. You've got the priesthood, yeah. who are the advisors in the spiritual matters. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's very interesting that a Rune Father has tons of Rune Sons, because they die in droves. Yeah, this says they normally have like a dozen or so. Yeah, um, and but they also said well, well, and they also said that they also talk about dwarf fire slayer women in this as well, right? Yes, and cool. oh boy, that's why I love that one hole too. Yeah. Um it's so th- they're so they're so being they're being so I guess what used to happen is they were more rarely born than males or the females. So well, like you have 12 sons, you'd have, you'd have one daughter. Right. But that, but then they mention in here that that has changed. Mm-hmm. Now there's more of an equal, maybe not completely equal, but more. So instead of having 12 sons and one daughter, you might have 
eight and five or something right. like that. You know? Now, I also like how if the Rune Father doesn't name a Rune Son before he dies, stuff goes yeah. bad really quick. Yeah. Uh, there could be a civil war if the leader dies with no declared heir. And if it does, yeah. the survivors either have to find a new lodge or take the oath to become Grimnine. Yeah. Walking Which the path bizarre. of exile. Like, like, I don't know. Just stuff in like this book still riles me. It's like civil war, like dwarf civil war. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, because they're, uh, you got 12 kids all saying they need to be the leader and nobody just, wants to back just, down. But, but just that would never, I'm sorry. I'm such a world that was purist here. Like that would never happen. Uh, I don't world. know. Like, there were no dwarf civil wars. But they also didn't name a successor <laughs> in this way. These guys, it says in here, they literally yeah. don't go with a firstborn son. Somebody right. has to prove it and be named. And when you spend yeah. your whole life trying to prove it, wanting to get that name, and then he dies and doesn't name anybody, mm -hmm. I can I'm see sorry. them I, all I, I fighting. Just, Plus, remember, I'm, they're in the realm of Akshi, literally hot-headed. I, and I guess, I, I guess that's what it is, right? These are descendants of Grimnir. Like, these are hot-headed warriors mm -hmm. who their first instinct is to fight. So I guess I can see that. But it's just, I, I just still see that word, like, civil dwarf, civil war. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but I love that you're seeing more female fire slayers in here, though, and they talk about there's more prominent positions for women folk who were formerly assigned right. to non-battlefield roles in the, on the typically conservative culture. Several newly founded lodges are ruled over by wise fire queens, no less yeah. battle-worthy and imperious than their male qu kin. Yeah, I want right. fire queens. You don't put this in the book and not give me a model. Right. I mean, they, right? That upset me when I read this. I'm like, I would love to see some female dwarf models. They have several female dwarf models in the old range. And in other right. ranges, too. It's just yeah. you never... I mean, th I mean, I don't think they... I bought just about every dwarf model I can when I started playing at the, at the very beginning of 7th edition. I bought everything yeah. they had. They didn't have any girl models. That's older stuff. Mm -hmm. And it would be so That's, cool. Well, they had, that, they had that new one, right, that came out. Was that Storm of Chaos where they came out with one? That was, was like one... Yes, they had that one you could get, and I never was able to get it because I started playing right after Storm of Chaos. Yeah. All right, so let's see. What else have we got in here? Um, the Fire Slayers and the Karajan used to live side by side during the Age of Kara Chaos. Uh, many of the Karaks were lost, and that was... Oh, that was the uh, the guys who used to live above ground the, with the Karaks. Right, so those above ground guys are the ones who went to the skies to escape. Yes, because they had no choices. And those mm -hmm. were the guys who more reminded me of dwarfs because they always lived in Karaks, which, you know, <laughs> lived above ground. Or in, right. they called their Karaks in, inside mountains, but they were still above ground, not under the mountains, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. um, these guys go into the skies. These cousins would never forget that act of abandonment nor the disappearance of their patron, Krungjini. Um, yeah, when the, yeah they were mad when they got locked out by the Fire Slayers. They were yeah. really upset. Understandably so. Yeah, and then when Grunjni came back, he called the great Throngankor. Throng, what I, I don't yeah. know how to pronounce these things. I don't have the tongue for that it. sounds good. Throngankor. <laughs> um, the first such clan gathering of the Duarden for many centuries. There were several Fire Slayer Lodges, Vostag, Greyfeard, and Hemdar, Caradron ruling Geldrad Council, and the most prestigious dispossessed Warden Kings. 
old bones. Yeah, I like, yeah. So I missed. I, I just like that one little piece there where it's like so it was held in the depths of the iron Karak, Grugni's legendary seat of power, recently swept clean of its verminous skaven squatters. <laughs> what? <laughs> like that sounds like a good story. Yeah, there's so many good bits here. <laughs> like I want books. I want some Black Library books. I want these stories. I would I even see, read a I story would, about I, a dwarf civil war. I would like to see the dwarfs going like like I want to get into that culture. I love that stuff. Yeah, I want to I would love to see a Grugni in action just right. smashing Skaven left and right. That would be great. Um <laughs> I like there was much arguing. He was hoping for them to, there was much arguing, infighting, and digging up of old grudges. Representatives of the fanatical Lofnir just left and haven't Boo. gone back. They didn't even say anything. Take, they take their ball and they're and they going went home. home. Yep. Um, Boo-hoo. Of course, he's patient, and uh, he saw this gathering as a first step on a long, slow path to reunification. He was greatly encouraged that surprisingly few noses were broken and beard hairs pulled out by the root. Yeah. I love. I like the uh, the little the little callbacks to the old dwarves, the Kazalid tattoos that are mm-hmm. on him. That's that's super cool. Mm-hmm. They put that in there. Like yes, there's he's, a lot he's of not cool a, things here. Yeah, because because Grigny ain't a Dwarden. I got news for it. He's a dwarf. Yeah, Grip, and, and neither was Grimnir, and neither is Gotrek. Right. Yeah, they yeah. are not Dwarden. They came no. from the world that was, and they're mm-hmm. kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We talk about Akshi. Uh, Akshi's the Bright Realm, Jagged Continents. The Great Parch is the big place where we play our game in 90% of the time. Uh, yeah. If you're playing in Akshi, mm-hmm. uh, Hammer Hall's there, all sorts of stuff. Um, Akshi is the key to their life because of the deposits of Urgold and the abundance of Magma Droth eggs. Right. Now, I did find it interesting that it's very dangerous. Um, it says the cursed skies summoned by Bellicor sour the firmament, mixing with the sulfurous vapors of the Great Parch to create clouds of toxic magic. Yeah, great. There are even gubbling, uh, grumblings among the Zargrim that several Magmadroth broods have been afflicted, the creatures so sickened and malformed by corrupting energies that they had to be destroyed at a grievous cost in Fire Slayer lives. You yeah. know, if you're going to bring in Chaos Dwarves... Mm-hmm. Some this the, these little bits here about the weird twisted ones. That's yeah. that's how you bring them in, brother. Right. That's and there how are you bring cast, them in. There are cast orbs in the mortal realms. We just haven't seen them yet. Right. Um. Here's what we're gonna do. Let's uh, take a break because we're like halfway through the lore. If we're not reading the uh, yeah. uh, once we get through the the because once we get through the lodges. Um, the actual lore for the different units will go in when we talk about the units. So let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we will keep this going. Great. Grognard's. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, and at grognardgames.com. They are now open daily from 12 to 7 for your gaming pleasure. Now, if you want, you can go into the store, find what you need. 
Not comfortable going into the store? Even with a mask on? Call them up for curbside pickup. Or order online at grognardgames.com. They've got what you need. They've got Warhammer. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. They've got Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've got Battletech. They've got a huge pre-owned section. And you can find it on grognardgames.com or in the store. Now, you can't play in the store right now. Still got to have social distancing protocols. And if I got to stay more than six feet away from you, probably can't play a game of Magic. Probably going to be pretty difficult to play a game of Warhammer either. But you can still get all your hobby needs met at Grognards. Because if the world starts to reopen and your hobbying starts to take off again, you know you're going to need stuff. And you can find it at Grognards. And why? No why. Because there's always something happening at Grognards. And we are back, and we are talking fire dwarves. Yes, we are. Ugh. So, uh, timeline stuff. Cool. There's, oh, okay, this mm. one's got a lot of cool little tidbits. Yeah, it was. I spent a lot of time in here. Age of Myth is a time of grief for them because they lost their god. Now, it, now normally this kind of goes in some sort of order, and right in the beginning it talks about how they've lost... They've lost... Grimnir, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, okay. First of all, Ruminar Grimnir drank a bunch of lava. I guess. Like I know they could put up with heat, but these guys can drink lava. I, maybe just that guy. Okay, so he drank a caldera <laughs> dry of lava and discovered the site for a perfect magma hold. Uh, I mean, that caldera, if I'm not mistaken isn't that the actual land that in which a volcano i think sits so in? like i for centuries afterward he glows oh. like a raging volcano for centuries he's still burning from the heat he drank a whole oh. volcano <laughs> worth of lava that's like, so how dumb long did that, how long did that take i know I like you gotta know, get but... tired now then it <laughs> says the dwarden uh pantheon breaks up in bitter feuds grimnir and grung uh, Grungy refused to talk about this disaster, but it creates a rift between them that will never be healed. That comes. Yeah. And they put that in the list after they're talking about how they're so upset that he died, and I was like, "Wait a minute! When did that? When did this happen? This is confusing." Right. Uh, Age of Chaos okay. stuff. There's some cool stuff in here. We talk about the glimmer lust. Oh my! Yeah. Okay, they've given over to a completely insatiable hunger for Urgold. For decades, the feared hands raid other lodges throughout Akshi, prizing golden rooms from the remains of their brothers. They do not observe the pyrites on either their own dead or those of the other fire slayers. They even desecrate forged temples in their frenzied plundering. Only an yeah. alliance of a dozen lodges, led by the Vorstark, brings them to justice. Their rune father is buried alive and molten slag is punishment. Yeah, that's kind of hardcore, man. Like, these guys are, like, just nuts. They're almost like, they're acting kind of like, almost like the Flesh Eater court guys. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. They're like, crazy. Like, in their brains, they're, like, doing the right things. You know what I mean? We're at least, we got to get this goal because, you know, for well, Grimnir, woohoo. But they're actually, like, these just totally twisted, demented guys and if you if you go back to the to the tolkien-esque stories when tolkien would talk about dwarves getting the gold sickness Mm -hmm. that's why the ones who got the rings from sauron never went for power because they never cared about that those guys got the gold sickness 
And here they can still get it, but it's like the weird Urgold sickness. And they're literally going after their own brethren just to get it. That's that's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Um. So volcanic eruptions, the time of flames, mm-hmm. uh, shake the realm of fire. Some magma holes are swallowed up. However, the upheavals are seen as a sign that his spirit is fighting to be free. And tons of Urgold come up to the surface from this, which is a good reason to think that that's, that's their purpose to it. Listen, there's right. Urgold down here. Get it up. I've got powerful enough to shove it up from the under the crust. Mm-hmm. And then one, the, the one right before that, it talks about these two lodges that actually fought for chaos. Oh, one yeah. For a, one for our Selineshi warband, sacking Canite strongholds. And it's like, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess gold is gold. I mean, it's crazy. But they don't talk about it. They don't admit it either. Mm-hmm. Like, sheesh. Uh, I like that the Fire Slayers of Tengrim Lodge stand behind the hammers of Sigmar to defend a hidden realm gate. They're paid in coin from Azir that contains traces of Urgold. News quickly makes its way to mm-hmm. all the lodges. There's yeah. Urgold and Azir. We can't get there, but we can get gold. Right. Um, uh, I like that Vostargi Mont is reclaimed. That's an interesting bit there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is the ancestral stronghold of Vostargi, right? So that's that's the original Vostarg yeah. like magma hold from the Age of Myth. And not only do they... Get it back, but now it is a sanctuary for all mm-hmm. Grimnir's folk. So this becomes a neutral. Like they don't claim it and say we've got our place yeah. back. They're like, this is for everybody, which is yeah. a cool, a very cool way to handle it once you get it back. Yeah, because it's yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like the spiritual home of all fire slayers. I like that they're mad at the Hermdar. You guys are charged. You guys don't charge enough money. You're you're yeah. you're you're going so low that you're stealing. You're stealing jobs. You're Taking our jabs. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's- <laughs> yeah, they're undercutting the other people by just doing. Like, sh- but then we find out the, the why, job. though, and what's in there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, the Vostarg Lodge, during the Battle of Blackstorm and Hammerhall Aksha, Vostarg Lodge ensures not only glorious victory, but also double pay because. Mm-hmm. They did such a good job. But here is where a young rune son, Rolf, lets the... I love when they say they get into their cups. That's just such mm-hmm. a great, like, phrase. But he lets the yeah. cups get the better of him and divulges the truth about Urgold and Grimnir uh, to the Karadron Skyfleet that they actually they actually invite yeah. some Karadron yeah. to come and, in, some, and celebrate yeah. with them. And as other... Dwarden maybe cousins maybe, from maybe, the Metropolis. Yeah. So they've got... I wonder if they've got regular... Dispossessed there too, possibly. Well, if they're Dwarden cousins f- that live in Hammerhall, actually, those might be dispossessed, or it could yeah. just be more fire slayers. But yeah. they say it in front of them. He lets it, sl- and that's like I thought they were going to kill him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god! Like, what did you just do? Like that is, you know, they don't, you don't yeah. give away dwarf secrets, right? Uh, to mm-hmm. the fire slayer surprise, this newfound knowledge only gains them support from their kin, and eventually leads to the Dwarza Dwar. Uh, Dwardrazal. Dwardrazal, thank you. The unification talks that ripple through Dwarden populations from Azraheim to the Skyports. So actually, yeah, once cool. they find this out, hey, wait, you're actually you're releasing one of our gods? Yeah, that's yeah, we'll cool. We'll help. How can we help? How can we help? Exactly. Right. 
which is like another piece in this book that like is showing us that like these 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 dwarf they're still brothers societies yeah they then they should be reintegrated somehow yes but they book, should but this book doesn't do that nope um i do like the swamps of slaughter only because the cruel boys show up I saw that. <laughs> they, they call war of it, the eggs. The war, the war of the of eggs. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> we's gonna get those eggs, see? And we's yep. gonna make our own magma draw thingies, and we's gonna <laughs> stop you good. <laughs> or they're just gonna eat them. Or they're gonna eat them. If they can, they probably burn up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, grunge, you know, Grungeny showing up that causes a big problem. They shun him as the betrayer. The more open-minded lodges are allied, and they want people to restore their glory. We do, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they talk when Alarial works the Great Rit and the... Uh, uh, this is the in, this is the part yeah. that gets me. So, uh-huh. the, now, of course, her life energy goes, which causes lots of volcanoes to erupt. Which you're sure. like, oof, that's bad, but also it's kind of not, not unexpected. And let's face it, the Fire Slayers can deal with some volcanic eruptions. Like, this is what they do, right? Yeah. But here, the Zargrim of Vostargi Mont sends a magmic presence stirring somewhere deep beneath the magma hold, an elemental force that grows more powerful with every passing day. Yeah. And, and. What? That's the last yeah. bit of the history and, lore. And scene. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the heck is that? Come on! Hmm. Uh, the Honored Oath is a cool thing. You guys can read that if you want. Uh, just o- like his- some of the more mo- lucrative and memorable deeds. Those yeah. would make fun little stories. The good one, I like the Ether Fire Oath. Oh, sure. Where they, where they uh, partner up with the, the Caradron Overlords. That's cool. I like all of this. The Pointy Ear Oath even. Wait, you did... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So Not let's, unheard of. For elves so let's talk about the Lodges... Uh, and then the four main lodges. Yeah. And then um, we can start getting into some of these rules. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the lodges are the... Um, this is where the Fire Slayers live. This is where... This is their, their yeah. homes. This is, this is where they work. Um, it's the family group. Right. It's a rune father... And all his rune sons, mm-hmm. and I guess his rune, his wife, I guess, and yep. all their descendants. So I guess it's the rune lords, and they rune, come all the rune father's yeah. brother. He's I'm sure the rune father has brothers and well, aunts and no, uncles well, and no, whatever. Then here's the thing: maybe, if you're the Auric rune father, it's your hold. Remember, because then you have a bunch of sons, and when the one son. Gets named right. as the new rune father. All the other sons, the brothers don't live there. Oh, that's they true. They all leave and start new lodges. Yeah, that's because true. everyone's got to rule their own lodge. That's yep. one thing that happens. Um, yeah. So you get the Oric rune father. Now he is responsible to equip, train, and house these guys. Because remember, finding Urgold and unlocking it is everything to these people. That's what's so cool. These Dwarden, mm-hmm. it's get the gold, find the Urgold in it, take it. Get it in the runes and let's get it out because getting it released, once you relieve enough of his essence, it. I mean, I'm assuming that they believe that his essence, once it goes into wherever, will is is coalescing. Yeah, because their because their ultimate goal is to bring Grimnir back 
for right. the final battle. And you'd need all those parts to do it, but you, so you need to get it all. So as the more they find, the more they burn out, the more they get it up, and so it's slowly going to cause his return because it's not like it goes back into the gold, you know, or mm-hmm. it goes back right. and it, once they release it and burn it up and use it, it's that power of his spirit is released into the whatever, into right. the cosmos, and uh, assuming it's reforming because that's what they seem to believe that's happening. Yeah. Uh, you got the fathers, you got sons, who are usually about a dozen of them, and they're all. The nice thing about this is that's a meritocracy. It's he's going to hand it to one of his children, but it's not just the firstborn, right? So they're could all be could fighting. be his could be his daughter, could be. In fact, it has happened. Um, then you got the Zeragrim priest. There's rune masters who they rule the all the priests. There's one rune master per lodge, right. rune um, father. Yep. Um, so you got the rune master is the head of the See, religious what, order. Wait, is he called the rune father or the rune master? No, the rune father is the head of the the lodge. Wait. He's like the warrior guy. But then there's the priesthood, the 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 priests. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There. And go. you have the rune master, and then there's the rune, rune smiters. <laughs> there's the, the rune father. The, okay. The this rune is my son, second problem the rune with this book. Smiter. Yeah. The rune father is the yeah. No, no, the rune there's the rune master. father there and then I, the rune yep, yeah, yep. and then the rune sons. And then there's a rune yep. master. There's a rune master. Right? And then and the rune there's smiter. rune smiters are yes. the priests and they're the ones who unlock the energy right. of the gold there in combat. Yep. And then there's the flame keepers and they are the ones who take care of all the dead. Yeah, he's the new guy. Yeah, he's the new guy. Now, and this have, is the other have, thing that really annoyed me with this book. I can't keep track of who's who because they all have the same damn name. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, it's a, I'm a, I'm a Hearthguard, I'm a Vulcard, I'm a Discard, I'm a Flame this, I'm a, I'm a Rune this, Rune that, Rune... Shut up! I remember the first time I played against Fire Slayers, like the guy I was playing against. He's like, okay, this unit is called this, and they do this. And then this guy, I, I like... I can't keep track of all your units. This dude. unit you has the to... <laughs> almost exact same name, just not. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah. It's just, the just... worst. That yeah. upsets and they, and they me. All look, and they all look the same. Gosh darn it. Exactly! Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be racist, but all of these guys look alike. It's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible! And, if you, you know, you're going to make them all look similar and then give them all the almost identical names and then wonder, mm-hmm. look at this, come on. Okay. So I got the Auric Rune Father, the Auric Rune Son, the Auric Rune Master, the Auric Rune Smiter, the Auric Flame Keeper, the Auric Hearthguard, the Hearthguard Berserkers, the Vulkite Berserkers, and the Grimrath Berserkers. Kill yourself! What is... <laughs> this is insane! <laughs> I don't remember... There's I a chart. There's a chart There's on page There's a chart, 21. and I can't remember it. There's a chart. This Take is upsetting. Put on your, put we on all your know phone. I forget names. I'm bad with names. And when you give me 14 names and they're all variations on the same name, I don't mm. know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I feel you. I was oh. having the same problem. Don't anybody kill themselves. That's not funny. I don't mean to say that. But no. God bless no. America. That upsets me. <laughs> oh. Okay. And then, okay. So then we got the Vulkite Berserkers. They're the most common. And the head of them is the Carl. He's like the champion. Yep. Then you get a battlesmith 
who carries mm-hmm. the icon of Grimnir. Then you got the Hearthguard, and then you got the Hearthguard Berserkers. I'm, right. not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm just. T- I'm turning the page because I'm now. I'm angry. Yeah. Oh. And the only real difference between these guys is what weapon they have. Yep. <laughs> and guess what? They look very similar. <laughs> they do. Oh, see, that guy's one looks like a tube because it shoots magma. That guy's is an axe, but that guy's got an axe with a chain and a and a and a uh-huh. and a thing on the uh-huh. end of it. Well, don't you build all these di- these units from the same box set? I think there's two different boxes. I think there's is the there, I there's think a there's Hearthguard the... one and there's a Volkite one. I think right. Is what it is. Okay. Exactly, because you get the Hearthguard, the Auric Hearthguard, uh, and the uh, other Hearthguard ones. Berserkers. Those come in a box of five, I think, yeah. and then the Volkites come in a box of ten, and they're actually only one thing. They're both Volkite Berserkers. There's just mm-hmm. some guys have two weapons, hand and one guy's got a hand weapon and a shield. So right. that's literally the same unit. That's just how you kid them out is the only difference with them. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> and they literally list them as two separate listings, and I'm just like, they do seriously. Like you, mm-hmm. that's that that's padding and stretching right there. <laughs> that is padding and stretching when it's, like, it's uh, like, hey, we got we we have four different. Well, it's a different. Units. It's it's a it's a ten point cost difference. So I guess that would explain the separate listings. But Which one's more expensive? Uh, the the regular or the regular the one with the two hand axes. Oh yeah, they're ten points more. Well, because those guys are straight up double the attacks. Because yeah, remember, attacks. when you have the hand axe or the war pick, you only get one attack. When you charge, you get mm-hmm. the extra thing from the sling shields. These guys, they always have two attacks, and when you charge, you get a third attack. Mm-hmm. So they get the extra attacks. I was actually trying to figure out which one of those would be better to have. I kind of like the idea of the shield guys because they got a better save, but I can't figure out what's which is better. Uh, and, and that's that. That smarter people than me can figure that it's out. It depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying exactly. to hold objectives, if you're trying to hold objectives, then it's the, the guys with the shields. If right. you're just trying to kill stuff, it's the other guys. Okay, so the heart and, of these. Uh, these places are the temples, the magma holds, okay? The beating hearts of the magma hold is the forge temple. This is where the Zargrim, which are the priests we just talked about who all have the same name. Uh, yeah. uh, this is Daryl and my brother Daryl and my other brother Daryl. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> <laughs> nice wings reference. That's fantastic. Not wings. That's, uh, that's, that's wings, isn't it? No, that was uh, Newhart. Oh, you're right. That is new. Is that the same show? No, no, no you're right. That it's is not new the heart. same you're show. Right. Both both enjoyable programs. <laughs> I'm Daryl. This is my brother Daryl and my other brother Daryl. Okay, so <laughs> for, <laughs> wow, we're old. Sorry. Okay, Sorry. so for centuries they have kept alive the divine spark of Zarkul, the first fire ignited in the wake of Grimnir's death. So apparently, when he blew up and he was burning, there were some around, and that fire that it started, they've taken it and it's never gone out. Mm-hmm. And so they keep this alive. Okay. Um, all fire slayers can sense Urgold, but only an Auric rune master, steeped in the lore of metallurgy and fire, possess the skill to properly separate it from regular gold. Um, I like that they all put their own flair on the runes, that they don't all have to look the same, because in the old dwarf book, they were the same. Otherwise, they didn't work. 
Mm-hmm. And here they get flair. Uh, right. The, the people who like uh, those Lofnir guys put Volcatrix's face on some of them. Yeah, because they revere Volcatrix because yes. they're because they're Slytherin. I like the guys that are in. The, in <laughs> I like that the the guys in Hish use Hishian symbology, which is basically Realm Lord symbology, that yeah. causes their runes to flash with blinding light. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Has no effect in the game, but no. Sure. But I just I, I hey I like bits of I like flavor, I like flavor. Pieces of flair. What? Pieces of flair. I do. I like flavor. <laughs> uh, I wish Chris Barnett were here at the moment because if I was, he would start going off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um, now the rune smiters are the guys who go into combat, and they are the ones who know how to make the runes. Like the runes have to still be like turned on, like yeah, they have to they be have to, yeah. started off. Like they can't just be in the body. Apparently, they work, but he makes them work better. Right, and that's in the game too. You have to activate them. Yeah, um, they, like the the individual warriors can't activate their own runes i guess which is weird uh yeah. and interesting and it, but it, at least it plays to the lore but once again mm-hmm. so i've got 50 characters and i just stick them all inside because it's uh, this is another army that's got all these little bubble effects yeah and so you got to have a bunch of characters and keep your, your your troops around them so they get all the cool effects and when they get it they're great but mm-hmm uh, let's see. So the first followers of Grimnir used Urgold to make masterwork weapons. Yeah. But it only gave a little bit of power to it. Right. You know what would have been cool is if they came up with like a way you could like get a weapon and you could like add runes to it and you could like customize your own weapons. Wouldn't that be neat? That would be so cool. I wish they would have done that. <laughs> that was only my favorite part. That was the... Okay. Okay. Let's do a little... Let's backtrack here because we're already going and yapping. Record scratch. That was one of the things that made me choose the dwarf army. When I first I picked an army, I was choosing. I can't tell you how many countless hours of my life I have been spent, spent playing... developing runic weapons. Do you know I had like a good section of that book, not only memorized what they did, but what the rune shapes were. Of course. Because it was so much fun. Develop- and I had a set one to go with certain characters. Oh, yeah. And you you could never get the perfect thing. They always made sure you were no. a couple points short. But boy, oh boy, did I spend a lot of time. It I had the, my build, man. I had. I it. did too. But it was the it was the one army that I could customize yeah. my magical armor, weapons, and banners. It, nobody yeah. else could do it. Like you could right. pick from a list, and yeah. you could set up what you wanted. I made my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was the greatest. You always had to I take. I loved it. You always had to take the hero because you got that hundred and fifty points, and I could give him. All right, I got a oh, four yeah. up ward, and I got this, yep. and I got that. Was that? And I think I'm it was four four up ward save, four up ward, rerollable armor, and then immune to killing blow, because you did not want to get killing blowed by a grave guard. No, but that you, was bad. You would put him on. You can a- make yourself a. You can make yourself immune to it, unless you put yourself on a shield. Shield bearers. See, I didn't have to spend the points. I'd put him on shield right. bearers. Right. I didn't had... like putting my guy on shields. Because... Oh, come on. That was three wounds. It gave uh-huh. me extra wounds, and it was a cool model. It was a cool model, but I didn't like 
taking up that much of my frontage with the shield bearers. I wanted my guy just right in the middle so I could kind of, you could pick where he went and then you could just fight. It was people. only two dwarfs wide instead of Man. one dwarf wide. And if you took like any of the other guys, they were all two dwarfs wide because he'd come riding in on his on his freaking throne. Oh, <laughs> God, I love that book. Mm-hmm. Oh, so dumb. Okay. There was so, plenty There was plenty of reasons either way, shield or yeah. no shield. There was, all there right. was, so let's go. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> record scratch again. We're back. All right. Uh, hey, welcome back. <laughs> back to the mortal realms. How's it going? Um, so they used to put it in weapons. Mm-hmm. And then they branded their warriors with temporary rune marks that helped them do stuff. Then they started to unlock the secret properties. The yeah. fragments were discovered to be specks of Grimnir's quintessence intertwined with that of Volcatrix, fused by impossible heat. No longer battling one another, the two kindred spirits had bonded, becoming stronger together. This is cool. Yeah. I would like more on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and since the Arcanum Optimar happened, um, the Zargrim have found their power has increased. Also known as the Necroquake. Is that, that is the Necroquake, isn't it? Yeah, that's what the, that's what the forces of order call it, the Arcanum right. Optimar. So their elemental power has increased. Mm-hmm. Um, they can call the Infernoths now. And yeah, they can su- they can summon giant dwarf pizza ovens from nowhere. Okay, <sighs> <laughs> that was one bit of lore that didn't make sense. I'm like, you can summon this thing up, and that's what it looks like. And I get that it's supposed <laughs> to be like this thing that pulses with energy. Why does it look like that? I don't know. And I don't hungry? care. You know what? The first time the I saw ta- it, yeah, I didn't really. Ted Peckish shirt in the battle, matey. <laughs> I didn't quite Throw think the of. pizza in the oven and have a snack. I didn't think of pizza oven the first time I saw it. <laughs> but I'm still like, why does it look like a big giant head? Now you can't unsee now it. Now you can't unsee oven. it. In fact, when I saw it, the first thing I thought of, <laughs> and I don't, I know only like 1% of the audience is going to get this, but the first thing I thought of when I saw that head was Zardoz. No. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, Zardoz, why? That is the one model in this art, in this whole thing that I'm just like, that model irritates me more than the than the one Dwarden who has no mustache, just his underbeard. <laughs> like I thought they didn't shave. Why did you shave your mustache? I know. I don't get. You don't shave your Dwarden. You don't shave. Oh. oh, God. Why am I getting so angry? This is what happens when I can't sleep for like two nights, and then it's like, we got to record yeah. a show. So I'm going to yeah. go outside and run around a bit and wake up. <laughs> you know, Sean Connery was in the Zardoz. Yes, he was. That movie was insane, and it was not good. And I made Christopher and Harrison watch the beginning at least because I'm like, you have to see this. <laughs> Nobody knows what that movie is. It came out in like 1970. It's John Melius. It's the guy who directed Excalibur. (laughs) Directed that with Sean Connery with a long braided hair wearing basically red underwear and suspenders that are actually like a bandolier. Oh, it's insane. Okay, Zardoz. That's that's everyone's homework for Garage Channel. Go watch Zardoz and then be mad at me later. (laughs) Because it's it's terrible. (laughs) It's the head. From it's the big the giant head. <laughs> so dumb. Okay. 
<sighs> so, oh, the growing power of fire magic is heralding the return of Grimnir, blah, blah, blah. Below the forged temples, the ashes of the dead heroes are kept. This is actually kind of an interesting new bit of lore. Yeah. Um, part of it is they have to burn them because the Skaven will eat them. Well, they also want to get the... Because they want the, the runes, the, the power they the from root, the... They want the rune gold back. They want the Urgol back. So, yeah. So if they... Well, they want the Urgol back, but if so, well, this, they, they when, want the... Yeah, the rune back. Yeah. But when these guys die, the Skaven will eat them to try to get that gold power. Yeah, because so now they, the Skaven know about Urgold. Well, they they realize it's got power. Not as good as Warpstone, mm-hmm. but still good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is so known I mean, as... Uh, that's, I, that's cool. Yeah. That That's such a little nugget. Yeah, dwarves, dwarves, and Skaven are like bitter yeah. enemies, and and then they give them one more reason to hate each other. Like they are, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you you can't eat our dead. Well, we're gonna gonna um, <laughs> more more war power. Yep, yep. And let's see. So uh, this is the stone sleep. It is not the end. Come the doom grun, the final battle. Those who lived a worthy life of loyal service and hard earned glory will be reborn from the ashes to fight by Grimnir's side. That's kind yeah. of a cool bit of of, of yeah. lore there. Yeah, that's cool. Um, then there's a bit about the glimmer lust. We talked about yeah. that. Okay. It's not. It's not. No, good. it's not. And it's. It's. They call them doom varags. If you become, if you get the glimmer lust, these reviled beings are no, are called doom varags. Yes, and they have been even known to take the lives of their own kin so they might prize the runes from their remains. Yes, Dang. yeah, this that's all sorts of bad, all sorts of bad. So we've got these religious fanatic drug addicts running around the mortal realms, fighting for the highest bidder. Sweet. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so let's go quickly go over the four main lodges, and then let's get into some of these rules before we're going to take another break. We'll do the rules, and then we'll break, and then we'll come back and talk the fourteen or fifteen whatever units. Because yeah. let's face it, uh, half of them are redundant. Uh, so Vos- Vostarg is the biggest and most influential of the lodges. Yeah, it's the in the Furios Peak. Big fortified. They're they're the biggest one, and they can trace themselves all the way back to the first lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all they're about kind of, a, yeah. aggressive action. What were you gonna say? They're, yeah, I mean they're just they're kind of like the hammers of Sigmar version of the fire slayers. Yes. Look at the box art. That's Those them. Are the boys. That's them. There you go. Uh, the Vos Forge was the first and greatest of all magna molds. The last one to fall. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's back, and part of the reason that it fell was because once again they hadn't named a, they hadn't named a successor, and he died. Yeah. Hold on, yeah, my wife's oops. calling. Hold on, I'm gonna have to cut this out. Uh, no problem. One second. Uh, I gotta. You know what? I gotta get. I need to get a. I need to get a record scratch sound effect. We do. We should. <laughs> so I can drop that in when I have bad cuts like this. Sorry, folks. <laughs> bad cut. Um, so back? yeah. So the the rune father was wounded and didn't name a successor. And nobody would back down. So the priesthood was the only one that stopped the lodge from being completely destroyed because he basically, the rune master, split up the Urgold and said, everybody go start your own lodge. Yeah. Um, and only one, one guy, rune son yeah. Yeah, kept the legacy of it. 
And he started the latest Folkstar Glogge. But that's yeah. crazy. Like, they yeah. literally, they almost were destroyed because when he died and didn't name a successor, they were going to go to war over it. Right. Bananas. They, mentioned, they say that the Zargrim priesthoods, those guys are, they're still fire slayers, but they have a more rational mind. Yes. They, you can, have cal- to, they, can, yeah. they can calm their urges to bash each other's face in. And do stuff like this. And thank goodness. Yeah. Because otherwise, that was it. Mm-hmm. All right. We also got Greyfeard. Um, these are the people that you see the most of. Most people feel this is the, the, the most lodges, the most widespread. Um, because these guys, these guys work. These guys hustle. Mm-hmm. They're the Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's not not even <laughs> just that, but they're constantly out there, man. They are working all the time. Yeah. Uh, they their magma hold, the Gateswold of Shaman, has a bunch of realm gates in it, which right, is why they cool. can be everywhere, getting all sorts of contracts and get home quick, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Yeah, they're very popular amongst people because you can just get them. Like we need some help. Great. Now, but these are also the guys who everyone sort of goes Ugh, with because. Um, you know, different lodges have certain things they won't do. Yeah. Uh, Greyfeard has nothing they won't do. You pay the price, they'll fight for you, and they yeah. don't these care are, these, good yeah. or bad. These are the guys who bailed on the Stormcast during the that that leftist battle in Shayish that let yep freaking what's his face out of the. Were they also the was this also the group that was fighting with the with for chaos? Uh no. Okay. No. no. Uh, they've been banned from the free city of Lethus and Shyish yeah. because of yeah. what they did. Yeah. That's uh, you know, uh, but you know what? They don't care. Their job right. is to is to get as much gold, and free Grimnir, and you know what? I th- I still th- I think there's a little bit of jealousy over there over Fostarg. Mm. So these guys work twice as hard, and twice as long to get the job done because they want right. that glory. They want to get him out. It's really... Uh, now they say there's a clear darkness to their demeanor that can be traced back to their troubled origins, and the Lodge priests refuse to discuss their grim history with outsiders. Wh- what? I know. You know? Like, wait, what? So I like that. It's interesting. Uh, I don't like these. I don't like these guys, though. They're not my favorite. No. Um. I, you know, they're... Uh, I like that they're working hard to release their god, but they also are the guys who will stab you right in the back, and I don't yeah, like that. It's kind, of, it's kind of jerks. That's not that's th- that's not Dwardeny. Well, actually, it might be Dwardeny, but it's not dwarfish. Well, and, yeah, it's that it's it's that aspect of dwarf from the world that was that I did not like. That what I found annoying when you learn about stuff. The that dwarves they did. are supposed like, to be honorable, and this yep. is not honorable. But dwarves can also be really petty. Yes, they can. Right. Yeah, they hold grudges like, like, like against people oh, for yeah. hundreds of years because somebody didn't buy when it was their turn to buy a round. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. reading that in one of the books. Yeah. Okay, so then we got Hermdar. I like Hermdar. They're descended from Gribnadar, one of the first lodges. Uh, it was captured early in the Age of Chaos when the royal family was slain in Karadrum. The remnants elected the greatest car. So the entire, the Rune father, Rune sons, the entire Rune family Dead. gets wiped out. 
And from the survivors, they basically picked the Carl, which is the unit champion, if you're talking yeah. in game terms. They found yep. the best Carl among him and said, you're the new rune father. Like, they mm -hmm. didn't split up. They didn't take an oath. They just said, we got to keep going. Yeah. Uh, by using the fire at the heart of the peaks that Hermdar unlocked the secrets of blending fire steel so it never lost its heat of its first forging. I like the fire steel yeah. stuff they're talking about, yeah, too. Yeah, that's super cool. I love the picture of this guy too yeah, of the like four it. pictures here i love this one yeah that's the best one uh oath takers and skull breakers it's right in here yeah they take what gold makers. they can they have fought tyranny without pay which yeah. has reached scorn and bewilderment from the other lodges why would you do that uh because yeah. sometimes you need to fight for good because right, it's the right thing to do ah exactly but they say that yeah. that that's but that's what that that they believe that look Grimnir said name me a task that's worthy of my safe of me being saved and mm -hmm. he knew fighting Volcatrix might kill him and it did and he went and did it anyway right and he didn't do it for a reward he did it because it needed to be done and you know it, that's part of what it is and they believe that that element of sacrifice is missing among the other mm -hmm. lodges and I think that's cool yeah, do you think it would be okay if the dwarves were also mad at Grimnir for doing that? Like, dude, why would you sacrifice yourself like that? They could just be, but your, you... just, just just for your own glory. Like, what's the matter with you? True, but then again, had he not, they wouldn't have all of this religion thing they're doing right now. And you True. know what? They're, they got enough. They got enough anger at 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 Grunjni, so they don't need to be mad at Grimnir, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Um, the Lodge's current rune father, Kalmar Grimnir, has firmly thrown his support behind Grunjni, uh, urging all Lodges to follow Grunjni. And he has named his rune daughter, Brujda Brightaxe, as his heir, choosing her for her savvy and diplomatic skills above a bevy of his elder, more gloried sons. I love this guy. Yeah, that's cool. This is a cool lick. And if they didn't have the lamest rule of all the lodge rules, I would only play this lodge just because. Yeah. They were the they were the tournament force in the last book. I got to go look at that and see what it was. Because of what they could do. What could they do? Do you remember? They uh, it was like they could like I think they could like advance up the battlefield and run in charge and do all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, there's there's other ways to do that in this. So new book, they but. were nerfed. Oh man, nerfed. Yeah, I now, hate they, they, these guys now. They, <laughs> oh. they they gave you battle traits and command abilities to do all that stuff now, oh, so okay. everyone could do it. So. Now I can still do it. I like them again. Yeah. All right, Lofnir. These are the guys who venerate Grimnir and the mother of Salamanders, Volcatrix. They believe he will ride his old enemy into battle at the end of time. They want to bring her back too. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem like the right thing to do. Everyone's like, what? That sounds terrible. Yes. Um, they are not happy, though. Uh, mm -hmm. In fact, a lot of the other Fire Slayers are like, you are weird. That is a bad thing. We don't mm -hmm. want to bring her back. Our god died fighting her and barely beat yeah. her. Bringing her back well, is a bad idea. Yeah, but they think that Grimnir is going to come back and he's going to ride <laughs> well, but he's then gonna, again, he's remember, ride Volcatrix into battle. Their two souls are intertwined, and now they are stronger together. Now. So it's possible they could be right, but everyone's like, "Ah, oh, that sounds like a bad plan." They're going to be best friends when they come <laughs> back to life. 
So they have few allies in the lodges, and now they're even more hardline. They're more this fanatics, and uh, no fire slayers who are not Lofnir can even go in Roof Hall, which is their main lodge. Yeah, I, I doubt anyone's too sad about that. And they ignore Grungni completely ever since that first meeting. They they have not been. In fact, they have not been in Vostarg Mont, Vostargi Mont for years. Yeah. The last time they were there, I believe, was when they walked out on Grimnir. Mm-hmm. Um, they have lots of magma droth eggs. And they do. They have tons of them. Yeah, that's because they, you know, and that's that's their specialty. Yeah. So there we go. That is that's everything. That's the yep. lore, with the exception of some of the info on the unit, uh, the units, which we're going to talk about when we talk. Uh, about the units, but we're going to do some rules. Now, yeah. let's jump into some rules. Cool. Um, they got a lot of cool rules. In fact, they've got a lot of rules. I'm going through this like, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. So we're going to kind of just cover the things, and we're going to talk about how it fits with the lore and how good it is. Man, I don't know like how you would combine all this. The one thing I do like about it is a lot of this stuff, it's like pick this and use it for a turn and then you pick something else. So a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff I don't have to pick from. You know? Yeah. Um, there's the four lodges and the four lodges each have a special ability. Let's cover yeah. those really quick. Uh, okay. Vostarg plus one to hit and wound in melee from Volkite Berserkers. That charged. Right. So when so they those, charge, those, they get plus those two units. The two battle line units, basically, though. Yeah. So your your battle hand line hand. units, if when they charge, they get plus one to hit and a wound, which is actually yeah. pretty good. All things being equal, um, with no random grade. That means they're hitting and wounding on twos. Um. Yeah. Because it's uh, melee. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So when they charge, they hit wound on twos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grayfeared plus one wound for the heroes that aren't on a mount, and you get two extra artifacts for heroes not on a mount. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. All their heroes go up to the ones, because the ones not on mounts are basically mostly five wounds. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of six wound ones, uh, so those guys will go up to seven, you know? Uh, yeah. Six and seven, and the extra artifacts of power, not bad. Hermdar, holy mm. within, if they're holy within enemy territory or holy within 12 inches of an objective and they fail a battle shock test, half the number of models that flee rounding up. <laughs> so when you fail and you're in the wrong position and your units are getting beat to death, yeah, and you it's only, only ha- if you're your in the enemy <laughs> territory or by an objective. So it's like, oh, come on. Holy within the objective. Your units are going to be massive. Holy within 12 inches of an objective. That's actually not bad. Holy within 12 inches of an objective? Yeah. That's a lot I mean, of room. Your units are, big. what, 10, 20 models? You can be totally within 12. That's a two-foot yeah. circle, basically. I mean, I mean, if you're actively going for that objective, yeah, yeah that's great. But if you're like somewhere in the middle of the battlefield... Well, but a lot of times you start off near your objectives to claim them, and you're, because uh, yeah. then, then you're definitely not in the enemy territory. So, right. I mean, I, I mean, I get. But it. still, yeah, it's, it's just... I got to fail a battle shock test. Well, I I, <laughs> yeah. I plan on winning the battles and not having to take too many battle shock tests. That's my <laughs> hope. Yeah. Uh, and then Lofnir plus two wounds for Magma Droth units. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Magmadroth units already have 16 wounds. Yeah. So they are 18 wound units, and mm-hmm. up to three of them can get mount traits instead of only yeah. one. Yeah, there's only three mount traits. You're giving each one of them one. Yeah. So and you, they're all pretty good. Yeah, and if you're picking them, you're picking them because their special ability is that the other thing is the, their battle line. So you can have a, an army with, I don't yeah. know, six magma draws. That's uh, your army. Well, they're monsters, but they're not behemoths, I don't think, are they? So I think you can take more. Uh, yeah, they're not. They're just monsters, so I don't know. Yeah. You can have all a right. whole army. I mean, you have six yeah. or seven or Wonderful. Whatever. Great. <laughs> I have a whole Fun. bunch of the same thing, and they all look the same, and they're all rune something or other, so whatever. Roll sixes. Let's go. All right. So at the now they do have a cool thing here. At the start of the enemy combat phase, you can give a command to a hearth guard or a hearth guard preserker or a bolt. Vol- so basically, any of your four non-hero units. Yeah. Um, if they're within three inches of an enemy that charged them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and not within three inches of an, any enemy that didn't charge them. So they can only be by the guy who charged them. Start yeah. of the combat phase. Give the command ability, and they get the first strike effect. Yeah, or the strike cool. first effect. Mm-hmm. You can't. A unit cannot receive this command more than once per battle, and you can only give it Ooh. off. You can only do one command per phase anyway. So basically, once per turn, you can give a unit that got charged. Yeah. That's but hey, you know what? <laughs> Striking first is not a bad thing, especially because you can no, give it. To, you know, right? It's good. So it's a command ability. So you have to be something that can give or receive one. So there's that caveat it's obviously the three inch thing mm-hmm. and there's it's limited to units and you it's only once per battle per unit so oh my god that's a lot of there's but it's still it's still five times you can do it, it you basically okay you can only do it at the start of the enemy combat phase mm-hmm. so at the start of the enemy combat phase do you have one of these core units that got attacked yeah then one of them, you just got to put a token or down so you, they can't get it again. Right. I it's just I hate like bookkeeping like that. It's just, ah, that you always bother me. You always forget. You, you end up forgetting. Sometimes, yes. Um, each Grimwrath Berserker can be given an oath. There's some pretty cool oaths in here. Yeah, there's a, that's a lot of rules for one unit. Well, I mean, but you just pick one. But there are know, six oaths you can pick because you could take like, up to six characters. So I yeah, guess that's. that's Half a page of rules for one dude. Like, yeah, geez. for a single character model. <laughs> pick one of these. You cannot pick the same oath more than once. So, not, I get, no one takes that guy anyway. So, I, oh, I kind of like him. I might have taken him if I would play this army, but guess what? Mm-hmm. I can't keep them straight. I don't even know which guy this is. <laughs> so, this is so. the. This, <laughs> This is the this is the lone character. Oh, this is the guy like, who can have like forty runes piled yeah, into his body. I yeah, do like that and, guy. That's the coolest yeah. lore. And he's not the guy who's actively seeking his death. That's the doom seeker, right? Okay. Yeah. So this guy is like he's like the hold champion. He's like the guy. yeah yeah he's okay. Like, uh, Urgold runes. At the start of the hero phase, you can activate one of the six types. Yeah. So after all this talk, this whole time. About how Urgold is and what it does. Here's what it does. Now, this is actually pretty cool. You've got one, two, there's six types of runes. Once per turn, you can activate it. So at the start of your hero phase, this is one of the things you do. So you can you, you're, every turn you're picking a different one. 
Yeah. It gets a basic effect, and then if you roll a six, then you can get an extra effect. So they might be you, jazzed. And there is a guy do you, you can like take, that mechanic? Well, you're going to get a basic effect. So they could have just said, hey, pick one of the six. But then they said, hey, pick one of the six, uh, and but if you roll, you get a bonus. I think that's kind of cool. Like they're really they, Those really get jacked up then. That was a really well-made rune. I don't know. I don't like that effect because I think you're going to end up gambling. Like you're going to be like, oh, my God. What gambling? You're just, you're just, well, I, I, it's, not, it's not a gamble, but you're going to be like praying. I need this six here so I can get this extra but thing, do you whatever. Really, like, yeah, My whole game, to, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like, seems, like one, okay, six. plus one to hit for a melee, plus one to hit for throwing axes. Uh, the enhanced effect, the but enhanced the enhanced effect, effect is, is just a bonus. Is, I don't, but I, it's way better. The rune of fury, add one to hit. Who cares about adding one to hit? You want to add one to hit. You just do all-out attack. Uh, unless you're playing against me, and I've already got you at a minus one or a minus two because that's what my army does. Blah. But, but just blah. In gen- but no. But just, but just in general. So don't pick that one. You, uh, you're giving you free bonuses every turn. Talk about looking but, at a gift horse but, in the mouth. But the enhanced effect on all of these but is all way... Is, is I just, don't, it's just it's just better. I don't. I'm not I don't disagreeing know just, with you, but what I'm saying is that's not what you're picking it for. You're not picking it saying, "Oh my God, I need a six. You pick the okay. first effect, and if you get a six, cool bonus, dude. See what I'm saying? I I know what they're. I I know what you're saying. Plus and I two guess to I, move. That's great. If I roll a six, I get <clears> plus <throat> two to move and plus two to charge. Cool. But I guess I I understand the intent of these is like, ooh, this cool little bonus. But why not just give everyone the bonus? Just give it the bonus. Because just give it, they're just not give gonna, the bonus. It, it wouldn't break the game if they just gave you the bonus. There are, there are units in Warhammer in Age of Sigmar that have way better rules than this, and they have them all the time. But this is a bonus that you can add to your whole army on top of all the stuff you have. They already, but, here's uh, the thing. If they did it your way, the secondary, the enhanced effect wouldn't be there. You wouldn't have the enhanced effect. You just have an effect. Right, but they wouldn't give you both. You no, know darn well they wouldn't give you both. It would just get plus one to hit. There would be but no you plus don't, one. But you, but you don't need the plus one to hit. Is my point. It's like who cares? So just give me the one good one. Hit? Just give me the good one. There's, so there's in in all these army books we've been going over. There are way better rules than this that are just there I think this, all the time. I think this fits the flavor. But this is like the main effect of this Fire Slayer book. This is what they do. This is their religion. This is their whole purpose in being. I this get, is their thing. I it's Urgold rules. Oh, my God. These rules are going to be so amazing and cool. And it's like, bleh, these kind of suck. These are dumb. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like them. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respectfully disagree with you here. Eh. I think that it's a cool thing. Uh, they're different. And I think, I think this works to the lore. That they've got to really get pumped up and go because it literally says when you're reading their runes, first when they start going it starts working it's one thing but when they really start to burn and glow and you start to see the 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 the, the sparks coming off their beards that's when it's at full effect and it's not till mm-hmm. deep into the battle so I, uh-huh. I I thought when I read it I thought it fit it fit it fit the lore. That Maybe this it is fits what they the do, lore, but, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything for them in the actual game. <laughs> Well, it does. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do enough, in my opinion. I see, but I. Uh, I don't know. I think that that's. I don't know. That's the least of my concerns in this book. Like, oh look, we got a like cool the, bonus. The, 
I saw this and I was like, oh my God, they've been building up these Urgold runes this entire time. <laughs> and this is what we got? Okay. Like, which one of these aren't you doing? You got six of them. You got five turns. Which one aren't you doing? And most games only go to turns four, three, four. Which one of these aren't you doing? I don't know. Which ones are you definitely? Which ones are you definitely doing? I have no idea. I haven't played this army at all. I probably start off with the rune of relentless zeal in the beginning. Yeah. Plus two one. to move and maybe two to charge. Start with that. Uh huh. And then depending on where I get into battle, you know, um, the rune of this... awakened steel for the rend, because this army has no rend. Yeah. Possibly. And then the rune, and then the, probably the rune of fury. Probably searing heat's not bad either. It's not bad. Roll a six; it causes a mortal wound. In addition to stuff, uh, especially when you're coming in there with your Volkite berserkers who are getting two rolls a piece with twenty guys rolling forty dice, getting Great. a whole bunch of I mean, these things get, are get, good. Get, they, they don't suck. They don't suck, but they're not as good as they should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I, like I you mean, ha I, you have rolls in your Crowboys army that make this rune of searing heat like. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You want to do some mortal wounds? Hold my beer. Here we go. Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just I don't think it's that bad. They've got all these other cool rules, so I don't see a problem with this one. So listen, um, let's talk about this blaze of fury. Okay. Because we're not going to agree on this. <laughs> Ergold <laughs> these Ergold rules. Talk about we're just like, yelling today. I don't know what's wrong with us. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, got, I took a nap before we started recording. So is that, that what it is? I'm overtired mm -hmm. and you're wide awake? Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So at the start of your hero phase, you can do this heroic action. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, all right. It's cool. Instead of the other heroic action, they get their own special heroic action. Pick a Fire Slayer hero till the end of your turn. The enhance effect for the rune or gold rune is activated in this hero phase. Regardless of your activation role, you cannot do this with the same hero more than once in a battle. See, this I like. I like that a lot. So you can you can use that as your heroic action. You only get the one, mm -hmm. but if you don't need anything else, give him the heroic mm -hmm. action. Yeah. Because the Urgold rune, um, yeah. So you just pick a hero. If you're willing to use your heroic action for it, then you automatically get your six. There's, <sighs> your, there's the solution to your big problem just two right. inches lower on the page. Right, but it only affects that hero. No, 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 mm no. -hmm. I know, it says, enhanced effect of the Urgul rune that's activated in this hero phase applies to that hero, regardless oh. of the activation rule. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Which is still pretty tasty if you got a guy on, like, a magma draw, then you need two, extra two rend, that'd be sweet. Yep, or making sure not only do y'all get that two-inch move, but he's getting a two-inch charge. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean it's not bad. I get what you're good. saying. Don't mm. get me wrong. I get what you're saying. I just, yeah. I personally, to me, it fit the lore. Even though, I mean, no, yeah. is it as good as it should be? No, but it never right. is. Ah, sometimes it is. Sometimes you, it is, but those two armies oh are kind of broken. I just, I always, and I hate to always fall back to it, but it's like, you know, a hundred space marines apparently can pacify a planet, but thirty of them can't wipe out anything. So it's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know. head cannon, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. I got you. Right, right, All right. right. So command traits. Yeah. If you're a rune father or a rune son, you can get plus one to charge for all Fire Slayers wholly within 18. That ain't bad. That's really good. Uh, 
if the general's on the battlefield, when you make your activation roll for the Urgold, it works on a five instead of a six, the enhanced. Not bad. Super good. Super good. Uh, if he's oh, I, this one, I kind of like. If this general's on the battlefield, Dwarden allies. This units one I love. Get treated like they have the Fire Slayer's keyword for the Urgold runes. Yeah. I, so that, if you bring in I, dispossessed or yes or, or Caradron, yes, you get the it, fire. You get the Urgold bolt. bolt yeah. This one, this one, this one I love. This is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. It's not the best one, but it is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Because this is just like and the only one hey, that it so, wouldn't so, work on. So you want to have a combined like forces Dwarden list. Mm-hmm. Here, here's here's this thing for you. Well, and if that's the case, then I know which one of the Urgold runes I'm not using too. And it's Farsight because the fire steel throwing axes. Oh yeah. Most of them don't have it, and let's face it. Right. That's, that's lame. Anyway, that's the lamest yeah. one of all of them. <laughs> that one's definitely. Lame. That's the one you're probably not going to use anyway. You're definitely not using it if you take this. Right. Then um, you've got the blood of the berserker. Uh, once per battle in the combat phase, after this general has fought for the first time, you can say that he will go berserk. If you do so, the general can fight for a second time in that phase. Strike last effect applies to this general when they fight for that second time. So all four of these are good. The leader of the Dwardrazal, that's a themey one. It would be super fun to do that. But the the other three are super good. It's going to be hard to pick one of those, in my opinion. Um, I guess for the general, that one that he strikes last with that second attack... I mean, yeah, I suppose good. if you're taking it with a guy in a magma droth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. The general then, can fight for a second time. Does that mean his mount can't? No, that means his they the whole thing Oh, fights. okay. That's oh, cool. So you, combo, so you combo that with Blaze of Fury. Give yourself the command. So now you get the enhanced version, and then you've got Blood of the Berserker, and you're fighting twice. I mean, that's a, that's a, lot, of, that's a lot of stuff going on there. Know what I'm saying? I generally don't like the ones per battle things. I don't, but that but one. This is... one, yeah, that's mm. this is where you, if you do it the right way and pile it on, yeah, you need to kill something. There yeah. you go. Now the priests, the fire slayer priests, um, they can know two prayers instead of one. Yeah, um, that's their command ability. Another command trait for them. Now, they can activate. An Urgold rune that has already been activated. Yeah. That's, That's so good. That could be good. It's, it's really good. Uh, and then the other one is if they die, they can put an Infernoth invocation on the board. <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't have one in your army. All right. That's cool. It's pretty good. But How much you, do, I mean, that's a seventy-point thing, and if you don't have seven, I mean, I just kind of yeah. think it's neat that you get to throw one in even if you don't have one. Right. But these are the command traits, so you have to have the Fire Slayer Priest be your general to take any of these. Which would be your, uh, what is it, the Rune Smiter? Yeah, on Magmadroth or On or off, you know, uh, the Rune Master. Right. Are you really going to do that, though? I don't know. I don't know. Probably, Probably not. not. Right. What do I know? I don't play this army. Um, <laughs> Artifacts of Power. Yep. Heirlooms of the Lodge. This is a Rune Father or Rune Son. I love the names of these. These are all from the old, from the world that was. <laughs> well, not the, not that other one. A Master Rune of Unbreakable Resolve. Just the Master Rune part I like. Uh, once for battle at the start of a phase, you can say the bear will have used their Master Rune. 
you do so, the barrier has a ward of 3 plus until the end of that phase. So once per battle, one phase, three up ward. Yeah. It's actually, mm. it, it, you know, if you really yeah. need it, yeah, it's helpful. It's for that turn where you get charged by the Mega Gargant. <laughs> You're like, oh, God, I cannot die here. Exactly. Master of Break Resolve, then on your turn, you Blood of the Berserker and Blaze of Fury your guy, and you just shred that guy. <laughs> right? And then the Fiery Ring. Mm-hmm. That was in the old Dwarf book, wasn't it? Didn't they have a magic ring that did this? They did, I don't, right? I don't know. But basically... I think they did. Once per battle, pick an enemy unit within six inches, and on a two-up, they get D6 mortals. That's yeah. not bad. They they had that in the old book. It was like a little. It was like was a, it, it was dwarves like a magic, who had it? It was dwarves. It was a magic they, item that they could take. No, that can't it was in be the because they didn't have magic items. You made your own. They didn't come with any generic they, magic they, items. They 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 had this in some way, and I, I'm almost I'm positive that was in the dwarf book. I don't have I don't have my dwarf book with me because I'm not at home right now. But anyway, whatever. Um, magnetized runes uh, combined with a strange lodestone. The bear's urgold runes are literally drawn towards combat. Add two to charge rolls made for the bear. That's sweet. Super good. So you get plus three with the rune of zeal, which you could get with blaze of fury. You could add two, three, four, plus five to your charge. That's really good. Yeah. And then, last one, Axe of Grimnir. Pick one of the bearish melee weapons, improve the rend characteristic of that weapon by one, and add one to the damage characteristic of that weapon. Plus that one is, rend, plus one damage is... That is amazing. So let's see, the rune father and the rune son. So that means his grand axe... Four attacks, threes by threes with two rend and four damage. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And then one and then once again you could improve the rend with the Urgold runes. So then the Urgold right. runes would make that three to four rend. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So, right. So, it, it, like, so those two up my, save my, guys. If you if you do that and you pull the yeah. stupid move and you get yeah. you give him the hero thing, so it gets the automatic the the enhance yep. bonus. Yep. Then guys with a two up save are saving on sixes. <laughs> yeah. And everybody else is not getting a save on your mm-hmm. four attacks with the you know um, rend whatever damage four. Yeah. Hey, I'm just I'm it's, killing you. Oh, and by the way. It happens for this turn, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm doing the double attack thing that we just talked <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> exactly. I am just going to decimate whatever you are. Uh, yep. And yeah, exactly. It's good. Uh, so I feel like I'm looking at like so like a lot of these Urgold runes, like they are best used, like on characters. Like that's like their thing. Like the actual units themselves. I mean, they'll get some effect from these. But like, I feel like the Rune Father. If you're actually going to take a Rune Son, I don't know why you'd ever do that. And then the Rune Smiter. Those are the guys who are going to benefit the most from these Urgold Runes because you're going to combine them with the other stuff. Here's the thing: most of these armies, except for some of the priests, most of the stuff in this army is hitting on threes. 
mm-hmm. wounding on threes. Yeah. So these bonuses, first of all, you're plus one to hit. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like much until you remember you're hitting on flipping threes. True. Now you're hitting on twos for that turn, and your guys with two attacks and 20 guys are it's, – it's, Yeah, but so that's my a, beef – it's it's good. My beef with that is there's other ways, more reliable and more extensive ways to get plus one to hit. You just do a command point, all out attack. The problem with these guys, but the that's basic a command units, point that you might not have, and it doesn't affect eh. the whole table. You're forgetting that it affects the I know whole it does. table, right? But you think about all playing your heroes, the game, like, all yeah. your guys. If you get stuck in, what you're going to do with these guys? Because that's what they do. They get stuck in, right? Yep. But my forty berserkers, my forty berserkers, because I got two units of ten or two and a unit of twenty. Now all of those guys are getting stuck in. With two attacks apiece, hitting on twos. Yeah, but think about how the game works. Like most, like when you play, like there's generally like one or one spot maybe where it's like, oh, and this plus, is oh, the sorry. combat. This yeah. is the combat right here. So I'm just going to use all out attack right here. That's all. That's great. I need that right here. And they, but you go. I mean, the Oracle Rune is once per game. Like you can do always do all out attack. It's right, but what I'm I saying is I once per game one, I when I on that turn when every unit gets into combat. I understand that, but when you're playing the game, there's always that spot where you need that. You've already used it before. Now you can just use all out attack, get plus one to attack where it's needed the most. What this army doesn't have is rend. Like I don't care if you got plus one attack. Who cares? So I do. You hit a. So what? You hit a bunch. Big deal. You can you're still only, wound, but yeah. you're still wounding me on threes, and then you have no rend with your main units. With save stacking in this game, like I don't care that you that you're that you're hitting me a bunch of times. I've got a four up save, which I'm all out defensing or mystic shielding down to three up. Okay. Yeah, you hit me a bunch, but I've got three up saves. Like I'm gonna ignore two thirds of the damage you put on me. It's this still that, buckets of damage. It is, but... And you're still losing a bunch of guys. But all armies can do that. But most other armies do it with... I tell you a what, I tell you what. A significant amount of rent. I, I tell this you what. This army doesn't have Here's it. Here's what you should do. You should buy this army, and you should paint it. And then you should never, ever, ever use the Urgold runes. If I ever play with you and try to use them, I'll be like, nope, you don't get to use them because they're not that good. Look, and then you'll be like, no, I need I, them! I, I'm, I'm telling you. I, I think you. I think you could play this game without the Urgold runes, and you'd be fine. I honestly do. I, I know, guess the, the biggest beneficiaries of the Urgold runes are the characters. Oh, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I'm saying when I've got 60 models on the table, and you're getting me plus one to hit for 60 models. I really. It's I mean, going to do a lot. It's going to. It but, adds but, up. Is what I'm saying. It adds up. Once per game, you get plus one to hit. With that yeah, and that's the thing. one you're getting once mad about. But then I get uh, once, once per, per game. game, I'm getting uh, mortal wounds against you know uh, on, my whole on army. Sixes. Yep, it happens. Okay, uh, okay, I, I'm sure it happens, but it's not reliable enough, and it's not good enough to be the main feature of this army. It's so Urgold not the main runes. feature of this army. I think I think that's what they're trying to tell us is that. 
Urgold ruins. We've been beefing this thing up the entire book. This is what this army's all about: getting Urgold and doing this and hammering it into the flesh and, and using it, and it, doing it all this stuff. Him, uh, using it because it gives them bonuses and makes them better, and then it gives them bonuses. And it doesn't doesn't do enough. Uh, you you make it better, then you got to increase all the cost on these guys, and then you have even fewer models on the table. I don't know. You got to think I about think, it from a from a. Uh, I, I'm thinking uh, about it like in the game, actually playing the game. Right, but like, then to make it that much better, then you got to make them worth more, and so then there's less of them, and so you get a better effect for less models. It's a trade off. I get what you're saying. I just don't think it's. <laughs> I just I don't agree, but that's fine. All right, what else we got here? Uh, so we've got those things, the heirlooms of life. Okay, for the priests, the fire slayer priests. Yep. Um, once per battle in the enemy hero phase, you can call down soot. So yeah. uh, units wholly within 12 inches of the bearer, uh, you, they're not visible to units attempting to cast a spell. That's pretty cool. Um, or when they uh, attempt to summon an invocation, you can reroll the chanting roll and double the range. That's a good one. That's not bad. This last one's better. Uh, plus one to wound rolls for attacks made with claws and horns by friendly magma droths wholly within 12 inches of the bearer. Well, sure. You're always going to take that. If you're taking a lot of magma droths. Well, just the one the guy's writing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if he is writing one, but it, it's all friendly magma droths wholly within 12 inches, so... You know, yeah. it, it really, I guess, comes to a benefit if you got a bunch of them. Now, this one is for Fire Slayer's heroes, which is just about all Anybody. those guys. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, the yeah. this is the more generic ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you start of the combat phase, drink your ale, then you double the attack characteristic of the bear's melee weapons. Super good. Yep. Um, this artifact of power may only be given to a battlesmith. Uh, each time a friendly fire slayer unit wholly within 12 inches is affected by a spell or the ability has been in the spell on a four up, you can ignore it. Mm-hmm. Or, I kind of like this one pick one of the bear's melee weapons, no ward rolls for wounds or mortal yeah. wounds for that weapon. Right. That's good. That is kind of a cool one. Just taking away the ward save is kind of a big deal considering, yeah. you know, uh, how how ridiculous they can get. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit different now since they took the uh, Amulet of Destiny down to 6+. plus, so You don't see it as much. but Lots of know. other things and lots of characters have ward saves, though. True, including Nighthaunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no just kidding. destroyed Nighthaunt. Yeah. Oh, your ward save is gone. Oh, really? Because that's <laughs> oh, the uh, ethereal. Like, well, yeah, no, wait. Like do, my, no, wait. Do they have a ward a, save? It's a ward, it's a ward. Is it? Think so? No, I thought the rule for ethereal means you just can't move your, you can't oh, change is that, your. Is this, it's an unrendable armor save. Okay. Yes, your that's, save that's, can't that's, go up or down. Okay, good. All right, good. <laughs> the death <laughs> save would be gone. The death save is a yes. ward save. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's... no, the rest of your stuff is just that. Just is unrendable. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's good. in fact it can't be done in any way. You can't even mystic shield it because that's exactly. not how that works. Right. All right. Uh, what do the priests do? So they have prayer scriptures. So yep. they have. They have four different prayers. Okay. Uh, prayer of Ash. Um, pick a friendly fire star unit hole within range invisible. Subtract one from wound rolls for attacks that target that unit. That's good. Minus one wound really... for uh, range of 18 inches. So that's yeah. pretty good. 
It's an answer value of four, though, which is... Four up, yeah. Four up minus one wound. Kind of dicey. Uh, Ember Storm is a prayer answer value of three. Range of 18. Pick a friendly Hearthguard Berserkers or Volkite Berserkers unit holding within range of visible. And they can run and charge. That's excellent. That is a good one. Yep. Uh, Prayer of Grimnir's Fury. Prayer that has answer value of three. Range of 12. Answered, pick a friendly Fireslayer's hero that does not have a mount and is within range, within three inches of an enemy unit invisible. The hero can fight. So that's not that's bad. Good. Pick a hero, no, not on a mount. Yeah, within three. It got to be within three inches or else you can't. Yeah, and then, okay. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, Wrath of Volcatrix is a prayer that has answer value three, range of 12. Pick a friendly Magma Droth unit within range invisible. Until the start of your next hero phase, use the top row and that unit's damage table, regardless of how many wounds it has suffered. That's a cool also one. Good. Once it, yeah, you don't need that right away, but once they start taking damage, it's like, no, nah, I need the whole thing. Yeah, so this is, I assume most armies are going to have a Fire Slayer. They're going to have a priest somewhere, probably riding a Magma Droth. I, I, I'm assuming the basic loadout for a Fire Slayer's army is a Rune Father on Magma Droth, a Rune Smiter on Magma Droth, and then a bunch of other guys just whatever you feel like taking nah, just tons know. of tons of dudes on foot um and then the mount traits mount traits mm-hmm. now there's only three yeah uh and you can like i said you can you get one mm-hmm. uh if you pick lofnir you get all of them <laughs> right uh when you do a stomp monsters mm-hmm. rampage if they take any mortal wounds they get an extra three mortal wounds that's that's good. Yeah. Uh, other one, when determining the attack characteristics of the Roaring Fire Stream, an attack characteristics of less than five is five. Very good. That's, yeah. This last one's better. This last one's the best one. Roaring Fire Stream attacks. Oh, wait. How does that work? Oh, okay. Up to a maximum of ten. Okay. Uh, and finally, if the unit is the target of an attack made with a melee weapon minus one to damage to a minimum of one. Mm. So if you're getting attacked by a bunch of just one one uh, damage things, it doesn't do anything, but for those right. bigger things, it's sweet. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you pay for that ability to have two damage, and now you do now, one damage. Yeah, Sorry. now you've lost it. Mm-hmm. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk because it's starting to get a little long here. We're gonna do. We're gonna talk about the grand strategies and the battle tactics, and then we're gonna take a break and come talk all the units. Okay. Cool. Yep. All right. Uh, grand strategies. You can pick one of these. Um, some of them. Some of these don't seem too hard, and some of them I'm like, "What are you high?" <laughs> right. Uh, okay. If there's a friendly rune father and one or more rune sons on the battlefield, you get the first one. So if you're taking fathers and sons, once again, protect the lineage is, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. Here. So so you need a friendly rune father and one or more rune sons. Yeah. Left on the battlefield. Yep. Uh, defend mm-hmm. the lodge. When the battle ends, you get this if there's no enemy units wholly within your territory. That just always seems hard to me. That seems really difficult, especially yeah. if your opponent knows what it is. Mm-hmm. That's, they're going to know. They're going to know. It's like, OK, yeah. well, I'm just going to put a guy in the corner. Uh, Masters of the Forge, you complete this if there's any invocations on the battlefield under your command. That doesn't seem too bad. That one doesn't seem too hard either, as long as the guy's mm-hmm. alive to, to put it out there. You just got to keep that guy mm-hmm. alive. 
And then this there's one, your Oath Takers and Skull Breakers. But this one seems hard. Yeah. You get this if you completed at least four battle tactics, yeah. which means you have to keep the game going in four rounds. Of course, if you wipe right. them out in three, you probably won't anyway. But you get this if you finished at least four battle tactics, and every one you completed is from the Oaths of Battle list on the next page. Right. So you have to stick to what's uh, in this book to get that bonus. Yeah, you got to have four of these. Uh, and this uh, one, yes. there's so some good settle ones a here. Grudge. Go settle a grudge. Uh, each time a friendly unit is destroyed by wounds caused by an attack, make a note of the enemy unit that made that attack in a book of grudges. When you, you pick this, yeah. When you pick this battle tactic, pick one of those enemy units that is still on the battlefield. You complete this tactic if that unit is destroyed during this turn. So basically, you kill it's, a unit that killed one of your units. It's yeah, yeah. Yep. Every time a friendly unit is destroyed. yeah. So it's the same yeah. thing as destroy a unit, except this one has more caveats. Yeah. Uh, Beast Slayer, pick one enemy monster and one friendly hero. You complete this tactic if that monster is slain by wounds caused by attacks made by that hero during this turn. That one's definitely doable. Uh-huh. Uh, Grimnir knows no mercy. You complete this tactic at the end of this turn. If there are any friendly Volkite Berserker units on the battlefield, and all of them are within three inches of any enemy units. That one can totally do. Oh, yeah. Uh, got Honorable Death. Pick a friendly hero. This one seems... I don't quite get this one. Pick a friendly hero. I get it, but it just seems weird. Pick a friendly hero. You complete this tactic if that friendly hero is slain during this turn and any enemy models were also slain by wounds caused by attacks made by that hero during this turn. This is what you do when you've got a hero who's only got like one or two wounds left. <laughs> yeah. And you charge him in. You get that attack. You charge in with the guy who gets to attack after he's killed. Yeah. So you charge him in. You get your attacks. You kill a couple of those models. They're going to yeah. have to fight back, and when they kill this model, he gets to fight again. Right. Well, because to get to complete this, you only have to kill an, a couple. A model. An, you, you just have to kill one model. Right. Which isn't But you crazy. still go in with that guy who gets that secondary attack, because if you whiff on that charge, <laughs> yeah. then you're going to need that. What, yeah, what if you don't die? If your opponent like, whiffs on his attacks, you're like, God dang it. <laughs> That would be hilarious. Yeah, but at least he's got to try. Like, he can't just be like, I'm not right. going to attack you, because I've seen right. people, right. you know. I remember when that rule wasn't there, and people did that. Oh, yeah. Uh, seize by force. You can pick this tactic only if you control fewer objectives than your opponent. You complete this tactic if you control more objectives than your opponent at the end of the turn. That's also infinitely doable. And an ignominious death. Pick one enemy hero. You complete this tactic if that enemy hero is slain by wounds caused by an attack made with a fire steel throwing axe during this turn. Lame. Screw that one. <laughs> Get so, out of here. I got to kill a hero with that? Get out of here. So there's definitely four of these that are pretty easy, right? There's four that are doable, and you can like, only so, pick from these, though. Like, if you do yeah. one that's a different one, you're you're done. Yeah. But I think settle a grudge, that's pretty easy. Yep. Grimnir knows no mercy, that's pretty simple. An honorable death, you could probably engineer that pretty simple. And seize by force, I think that's you could definitely do that one. So there's four that aren't terribly difficult. So maybe that makes oath takers and skull breakers the go to. I don't know. 
Seems like it would work. Yeah. All right. Um, we're going to break. Last break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to go over the... There's not many in the... What is it? Two, four, six, eight. There's like 14 units in this book, so mm-hmm. we'll go over that and get it done. Uh, we'll be right back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. Back from the Hi. break. Hello. Hello. Talking units. Now, uh, all right. <laughs> so let's talk about some of this. Now, um, I'm going to talk a bit a bit of lore about Rune Fathers and Rune Sons, and then we can cover that because that's literally four units right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of this. So let's talk about Rune Fathers. Now, these guys are in charge, right? The weak-willed opponents have been known to flee rather than face a rune father's wrath. Okay, yeah. Their fiery glower bores into their foes, causing even bravest enemies to quail. And for a lodge to prosper, two things are required: inflow of urgold and battles through which to release that energy. The presence of a rune father in the battle line bolsters their already considerable will, ensuring that the doughty Duarden will hold their ground and slug it out with any foe. So there you get this. Rune sons are the potential heirs. They do not pass the mantle of command of the eldest child. Only the worthiest may get the honor. So assembling bands of loyal followers from the Volkite Ranch, they march out in search of glory. Uh, Life of a rune son is not an easy one. There is inherent danger, and a disregard for that frequently (laughs) ends in an early and often spectacular demise. So this is why they have multiple sons, because they're all fighting for that bit of glory. The most yeah. successful lodges have at least a dozen rune sons at any time, all striving desperately to outshine their brethren. And then the magma drops we've already talked about. Born of flame and fury, the heat of them causes the air around them to ripple. These creatures attack with enormous claws, sharp horns, powerful jaws, and bring its lashing tail down with the impact of a falling iron oak. Riding toward a top of them... They are capable of single-handedly staving in an enemy center or breaking the enemy flank. So, 
Um, you know what? I'm going to do one more. I'm going to talk about the Rune Master really quick, only because these are all three who can ride a magma droth. Yeah. Uh, he's the high priest, the revered figure that's the Auric Rune Master. Unlike a Rune Smiter, they have tempered their fiery nature in order to offer invaluable counsel to the Rune Father. Now, it says here that they would, you know, even even the most rash Rune Father would not ignore the counsel of the Rune Master. Um, they go in. They carry the staff lit by the flames of the Magma Hole's forge. Uh, by focusing their fury and slamming the base of their staff upon the ground, the very battlefield cracks asunder and magma surges up from below to consume the foe. They can summon runic firewalls. All that good stuff, okay? Yep. They can sense a foe is carrying even the smallest trace of Urgold. They will call Gal Galtharab <laughs> Galtharbaraz, effectively declaring holy war about the enemy that's carrying Urgold. Upon hearing the proclamation, the eyes of the fire slayers blaze with righteous fury. They redouble their efforts to hack down any enemy that would dare to seize and hold a portion of their god. So these are the, these six entries right now for those three characters. Yeah. So let's talk Magma Droth really quick because they're all the darn same. Yeah, they're all the same. Uh, they're, they're cool. They have 16 moons, yeah. which is awesome. If you're right, all these yeah. guys, All these guys have a four-up save. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight the it's, Yep, the magma droth itself has a, a roaring fire stream, which is a shooting attack, uh, which is pretty good. Yeah, um, the attacks is equal to the number of models in the in the target unit to a maximum yeah. of ten, but a minimum yeah. of five if you take that one bonus thing. Right. Uh, in addition, at the end of your shooting phase, if it did not make an attack with it, you can say that the Inferno is raging inside of it. That improves the rend of the fire stream by two. Right. Uh, after the next attack, it goes back down. So if you don't attack with it... you got to save it up. You can save it up. and that rend, Improving that rend by two makes it a rend three attack. Still damage yeah. one, but rend three. That's what this army doesn't have a bunch of is rend. Oh, unless you're these main characters, because then they got a ton of Well, them. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the characters have Rend, but yeah. All the heroes I, have but Rend. But I mean, I mean, they have Rend 1. Well, okay, literally all the heroes have Rend. They have Rend 1. Literally all the heroes have <laughs> Rend. Oh, and, they have Rend and one. wait a minute. Like, the Hearthguard enough. Berserkers have Rend. What are you talking about? Okay. Literally the only, in fact, the war pick has Rend. There's only one character, there's only one model in this game that has no Rend. The the Volkite Berserker with two hand axes. Yeah, but literally everybody. The, the fire shield hand axes don't have. But what's the bulk of your army going to be? Going to be guys with fire steel fire steel hand axes, right? The most common unit is going to be the Volkite Berserkers. That's what people are going to think. True, unless you go with Hearthguard and Hearthguard Berserkers, which can be battle line. Sure. If you have an Orc Rune Father, the Berserkers can be uh, that. And battle line if Hermdar or a Fire Slayer Priest, but, you can get the other guys. I'm, I'm just saying, saying yeah, literally I'm saying everybody's got one rend, except I'm for not, okay, your... Okay, and that's, okay, I make a blanket statement. This army has no rend. Rend one ain't going to cut it. Not in the game right now. It, it's not. Okay, not I, the I, way, I'm not, just saying not, you've. I, uh, there are, as we've said, there's two, four, six, eight... <laughs> 10, 12, 14, 15 uh, units in this. There's 15 yes. units here. 
Yes. 14 of them have some sort of rend. Yeah, but now you've got to... Like, rend one ain't going to cut it. It's like literally rend one ain't going to cut. It. It's not good enough. There's there You could save stack against rend one so easily. It's like you don't have rend at all. I'm just saying that you you have... They have rend. That's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. They have rend one. Some of them have rend one. Fantastic. It do- doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't, do it. it doesn't do anything. It's not good enough. Okay. okay. You're not going to kill anything. You're not going to kill anything. Okay. I'm just saying. That, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna disagree and move on. Move on with that. <sighs> okay. All right. Why does? It... <sighs> Go ahead. <laughs> Half of my army has got a save of five. So your rend one, not bad. But you can all-out defense out of that. Yes, so I can all-out defense for one command point yeah, to then, one and then unit. Mystic, and then you can Mystic Shield another, the same unit, and then you get If I do that ahead two. of time and I want to burn one of my spells on a Mystic Shield. Which is your, which you're gonna. No, I'm not. Have you of seen course me you play are. this game? Uh, no, because I <laughs> did. Did you listen last episode? I got one guy <laughs> casting, and he's doing that other stuff. All the cool, all the cool, uh, uh, all the cool fire, all the cool uh, stuff. Whose fault is that? I think you're moving the goalposts here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man! You literally are sitting here telling us for the last two hours that they have no rend, and when I look at the sheet, I go, "These all have rend." Uh, yeah, but okay. it's rend one. Okay, yeah, it's a rend one. Basically, is no, is not. Ha- it's not good enough. I, okay, I guess I just play armies that don't have a lot of rend. Then I guess because look at your night hunt army it has all that dude has very little rend and doesn't kill anything. Oh, I do right? okay with the night hunt. Yeah, but you win the game with night hunt by controlling the board. Uh huh. Yeah. Because they have a four plus unrendable save. No, they. No, some of the characters do. I guess. I don't know. We can argue this later. This show is going to be too damn long if we're going to sit <laughs> okay. here and argue that all of these red one attacks are no good. You're welcome to play it without red. I'm just saying it. You can <laughs> pretend you don't have it. I won't stop you. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, your 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 power gamer is 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 showing here. No, it's just it's just the way the game is being played right now. Save stacking is <laughs> no, I don't taking play that away often. all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. So um uh, We're talking about Magma Dross. Yes. Uh Lashing Tail. They've got the lashing tail at the end of the combat phase, roll a die for each enemy in within three. If it's equal to or less than the number of models in the unit, they take D three mortals. So against bigger yeah, because it's harder to get away when there's a lot of them. They yeah. all have that. They also all have volcanic blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll a dice each time a wound caused by an attack made with a melee weapon is allocated this unit. On a four up, the attacking unit also takes a mortal wound. Um, all the magma draws have that. That's actually pretty pretty cool. They've got claw and horn attacks. Threes by threes, run one, damage two. That roaring fire stream starts off at a two and drops down to hit. Uh, but that's rend one, damage one. And the blazing maw, three attacks, fours by twos, rend two, damage D3. So all the magma draws have a potential for a quite a bit of damage. Oh, yeah. They're, I, think, I think they're the main damage dealers in this whole book. Like these characters are going to be doing the bulk of the work. Oh, sure. 
as f- killing stuff. Um, yeah, but even like we said, the the rune now, you know, um, rune father gets his super key, which that, I don't like that key thing. It just seems so the latch key, a- the latch key axe. Yeah, it just reminds me of uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, um, it's, how, it's how you unlock the chest that's got all the Urgol in it. I know, but it's this giant ridiculous key. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, four attacks. That's uh, one Ren, three damage, doing really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now, basically, all of them have, I mean, we don't have to go through each of these different guys who's riding its attacks. They have attacks. Mm-hmm. They can do damage. It's mm-hmm. mainly the Magma Droth. If you pick the Rune Father, he's got Lord of the Lodge. So yeah. once for battle, he can pick a friendly unit and unleash the Wrath of Grimnir. Until the end of the phase, plus one attack for melee weapons used by friendly fire slayers when they are holding within 12 inches of that unit. Right. So is that supposed to simulate that effect that he has? Yeah. He's like, like glowers at somebody, and they're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, when he's on the field, they want to go after him. This is this is this is this is an, another lore, very lore, uh, you know, friendly yeah. uh, sort yeah. of unit here. And you pick a friendly unit with it, which I would have thought you would have picked an enemy unit, and you would have like debuffed them. But whatever. No, you pick a friendly unit with this ability. So like him. Right. So you pick whoever has Lord of the Lodge. Any uh, your units with any models. Friendly fire slayer units holy within twelve inches could would include your Auric rune son who's right near him. Mm-hmm. So plus one attack for melee weapons. So suddenly, boom! That's adding to that yeah. bonus too, and including himself. So now he's got five attacks: threes mm-hmm. by threes, rend one damage, three. Sure, I'll take it. Uh, if you pick the rune son, he doesn't get that. He gets vying for glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, unmodified hit rolls for uh, targeting monsters. If it's a six, it does mortal wounds equal to the weapon's damage, instead of, uh, yeah, instead of doing the damage. Yeah, not bad. Not Has bad. no effect by from the mount, so it's just from his attack. But yeah. that war axe. Mm-hmm. So unmodified hit roll for an attack made by this unit that targets monsters. Six attack target. I think it does. I think it does affect the mount. Literally says this ability has no effect on attacks made by the unit's mount. Oh, I'm sorry. Duh. No, it's, it's, I just read it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, now you pick either the war axe or the javelin. I now the javelin has rend two, but it's less attacks, harder to hit, and it's d3 damage. Whereas the war axe is five attacks, threes by threes, one rend two damage. And so, so I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd go with. I, w- I would want war the war axe. axe. Yeah. Uh, and if you take the rune smiter, once again, he doesn't have the best attacks because he's a wizard, or not a wizard, he's a priest. A priest, yeah. Um, but he's got runic empowerment. He's got his own special prayer. Mm-hmm, it's good. That goes off on a 3, 12 inches uh, if he's carrying in a runic iron, or 18 inches if he's got a forge key because mm-hmm. he carries one of the two. Okay. Um, if he's carrying a runic iron, you can re-roll the chanting roll. If it's answered, pick a friendly unit, wholly within range, invisible to the chanter. Add one to wound rolls for attacks made by that unit. That is good. Yeah. So that's interesting. So it's uh, 12 inches if you've got the iron, 18 inches if you've got the key, but the iron lets you re-roll. Shorter distance, but re-rolling it. Yeah, where's the choice to take the iron or the forge, runic iron or the it says in the, in, the, uh, in the italics in the beginning. It says they come with this. It carries one of the following, a runic iron or oh, a forge key. Yep. 
So you, you get either get the distance or the re-rolls. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But yeah. so, yeah, so you got those three guys. So then when we go look mm-hmm. at them on their regular, uh, when they're not on the mount, yeah. um, you know, they all have a four-up save. Yeah, they're, they're eight they're bravery like- and six wounds except for the Suns. They're younger. They got five wounds and seven bravery. Oh, yeah. Similar, we- but same weapons, same everything. They just... Uh, the so they get a they get a retinue when they're on foot. Yes. Uh, so it's like a bot. It's like a bodyguard thing, like the Praetors do. Mm-hmm. Um. Now they get the retinue for the. Now that's just the son and the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically before you take a wound or a mortal wound, you can allocate it to that unit, which is mm-hmm. either an or Auric Hearthguard or Hearthguard Berserkers. Mm-hmm. Because that's literally what those guys do. That's their role. If we go and read about them, and let's read about them really quick, because we're talking about them, we'll jump around into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where is their entry? Here it is. Rune fathers, rune sons, magma droths, rune masters. Come on, skip, skip, skip. Here, Hearthguard Berserkers, they're the most powerful and skilled warriors. They are an elite formation that's job is to protect the royal family. They're also great, but they're also they control their battle rate sufficiently to be able to function as guardians. So these are the guys who are willing to jump in front of it and take the wound. Right. The Auric Hearthguard, uh, those are the guys now Auric obviously is Latin for gold, so they're the they're they're the golden hearthguard. And these are the guys who defend the the um the priesthood. And yeah. uh, let's see. They channel their battle fury not into wild swings, but focusing their flaming devastation with the magma pipe. Yeah, the magma pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, magma pike. Sorry. And ancient entry. Yeah, these are, so these things like they, they like shoot lava at you. Yeah, and these are usually the elite <laughs> guard of the priests. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the priests don't get uh, a royal retinue, but so they go out there. So basically, um. On a three-up, you can put the mortal wound on the retinue. Mm-hmm. So. So these molten rock bolts. It says if the unmodified hit roll for a shooting attack made with a magpie is a six, subtract one inch from the target unit's move characteristic until the end of your opponent's next turn. This ability cannot reduce the target unit's move characteristic below half. So this is like a unit of like ten is shooting at you, and you roll eight sixes, you reduce their movement by eight or eight. Well, a, a or down to up half, to half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hmm. no, they got that magma pipe is really cool because it, first yeah. of all, it's, it's not a bad little thing in, in, in combat. It's not bad. It's, it, you can shoot with it. You can fight with it. And if you do shoot with it and manage to get, it's two attacks when you shoot with it. So there's yes. a good chance you can get some sixes. Mm-hmm. And then boom, yeah, you're slowing it down because the magma hits it and cools, and so it right. turns to rock and it slows them down while it's burning them. That's cool. That's not these bad. These guys are these guys are for ten of them would be two fifty, whereas the regular guys are one seventy. So yeah, but that and their battle their yeah. their battle line in Hermdar. Right. Um, now the Rune Father and the Rune Son also have the Dauntless Assault, 
after they fought, if the retinue hasn't fought yet, and it's within three inches of an enemy unit and wholly within 12 inches of them, they can fight immediately. Right. So that's cool because you give them a retinue when they're on foot, and then both units get to fight. Yeah, it's kind of like how Blight Kings work with their the Blight Lord or the Lord of Plagues. Mm-hmm. And then they still get their Lord of their Lodge and fighting for glory rules. So when mm-hmm. they lose all the Magma Droth rules, they get a retinue. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if. See, uh, I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like. I feel like I'm the type of guy who would take this army on foot and skip the Magma Droths, but that's just me. I'm <laughs> that kind of a dummy. I mean, maybe yeah. it's the cost. How much are Magma Droths anyway? Yeah, those are like uh-huh. three forty, and yeah. the guys on foot are a buck and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Rune Sun is 80. Yeah. That's not yeah. bad for a Rune's. Rune Sun on foot, he was four inches. Yeah, they're they're slow, but the whole army's slow. Yeah. Nice, nice typo on page 80 for the Auric Rune Father. That's cool. Where? Where it says move. It just says four. Oh, there's no inches, Mark. <laughs> 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 he moves four. Four what? But literally, four feet. the Auric four feet. <laughs> yes, four board <laughs> lengths. You can go fight that guy playing down there. Uh, the Auric Rune Father on Magma Joss is three sixty. You could take yeah. three Rune Father, or uh, can you? Oh, well, you could take three Rune Fathers. Well, that of would be you weird. Could. Yeah, you, you could. but you could take a Rune Father and two Rune Sons, and that would cost you like two eighty five cheaper. You get the three. They don't have the movement. Yeah. They don't have all that. I mean, yes, of course, it's way cheaper. It's not nearly mm-hmm. as awesome as being on that giant Magma Droth. But right. if you're if you're a foot slugger type of guy, like I tend to be with my models, I bet you that your guys on foot will live a lot longer than the guys on magma droths. Possibly. Very mm-hmm. possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the rune smiter um or no, it's who's on the Yeah, Auric Rune Smiter. He's the one on the Magma Droth. When he's yeah. not on the Magma Droth, he still has that runic empowerment, but he can tunnel. So yeah. you can you can put them on the side and say they're coming from underground. So instead yep. of setting up the fire starter unit, you can put this one to the side, say it will join the unit as a reserve. Oh, wait a minute. So you can put him aside with a whole unit. Yeah. A friendly fire slayer unit. Um, at the end of your movement phase, set them up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches from enemy units. Then set up the unit that joined them wholly within 12 inches of this unit more than nine from enemy units. Yeah, it's a standard... Yeah, so he tunnels in, and that follows all of his rules, too, the things he can do, because he can, he can literally, if he's on the ground, he can shape the ground. He can c- call the lava to, to, to right. carve tunnels and do whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's that. All of these guys, so far, and I think as I was looking through this, basically everybody really seems to follow the lore um, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I thought so, too. I mean, I guess you could, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, the Auric Rune Master. Now, the Auric yeah. Rune Master doesn't ride a Magma Droth. He also shaves his mustache. He's right, an idiot. Say, he, doesn't have, he, he doesn't have a mustache, so he's immediately out. Yeah, he bothers me <laughs> on so many levels. That This model, from the moment it came out, this was the one I was like, ugh, don't like you. You can, you can always green stuff one in there. Yeah, I, I would. I would. And I, would, I don't even I do green too. stuff, but I hate that. I would, too. Um... <laughs> 
unlike a rune smiter, a rune master uh, offers invaluable count. We talked. We already talked about this. Yes, because we did talk about the rune master and not the rune smiter. Because the rune smiter is the war priest. That's the guy. So I read the wrong thing. Their war song builds to a booming uh, crescendo. Nearby Urgle runes blaze brightly. Uh, Yeah, the release of Grimnir's energies can only happen in the blaze of battle. It is this act to which the Fire Slayers dedicate their very lives. It is the height of their religion, the pinnacle of their fierce joy. So there, his energies only happen in battle. Right. Uh, from their understanding of metal and rock, they're able to control forces, summoning cinder storms, uh, and they can shift molten rock and make temporary tunnels. So, yeah, that was that. The Auric Rune Master is the guy who runs everything. Um, this guy's, you know, six wounds. There are all these characters, almost all of them are six wounds with a four-up save. There's only a couple mm-hmm. that are like five wounds, but still with a four-up save. Yeah. Um, He's cool. See, he, the Auric Rune Master, he gets all the prayers too he knows all of them which is yeah he yeah awesome. he knows all awesome. the prayers it's awesome it's awesome if your general is within three inches of any friendly rune master you get an extra command point yeah it's super good too that's really good and then volcanoes call is a prayer goes off on a three if he's chanting the iron okay he once again if he's carrying the iron you can re-roll it um, well, he is carrying it all the time, though. It doesn't say he's not, so I don't know why yeah. he wouldn't be. <laughs> oh, oh, as he's chairing. Okay, so you can re-roll it. If answered, pick a terrain feature wholly within range, invisible, roll a die for each model within an inch. For each six, that model's unit suffers a mortal wound. In addition, until your next hero phase, that terrain feature blocks visibility in the same manner as a wildwood. That's pretty good. That's cool. They've got a lot of cool rules, but this is another. This reminds you of like this is like my army. It's like oh, there's a lot of cool stuff, but you have to have all these characters to do your cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're not going to be able to have all of them. You're going to be able to take two or three of these guys, uh, unless especially you keep going on foot. Unless you're on foot, if you're, but if you're taking magma draws, you're only going to have a couple of these dudes. Right, magma Droth is going to slow you down if you're going on foot. Uh, mm-hmm. Battlesmith is a little expensive. Uh, but most of these guys are like a buck and a quarter or less. Yeah, yeah. So you're looking, you could take literally six of them for about 750 points. Yeah. That's you just not take, bad for six characters. Then you just have a horde, they just have, a, it'd be a horde army at that point. Then you're taking, just taking tons of troops. Yeah, because that's and, all and you've got just, left. Yeah, and you're just pushing up the battlefield, taking objectives and daring people to kill you. See, yeah. that's the way I totally would wind up playing this because that, yeah. I'm an idiot. Um. Yeah, because you can only take so many. Well, wait. Are you limited? You're limited to leaders, right? Not heroes. Now you could you could take six heroes. Six heroes or six leaders. Heroes. Okay, that's what I always get confused on because their battlefield role is leader. I always get confused. Mm-hmm. You could take that or heroes because then I would take a bunch of doom seekers too. But that's not. That's just me. All right. So the flame keeper. Where's your rule here? Hold on, Flame Keeper. Let me get yeah, your so, so, so this is the new guy. Yeah. Um, so he's got... Uh, you want me to read him? Uh, I'm just so going to go over the lore real quick. These yeah, are the guys who uh, ensure the souls of the fallen are committed to the flames. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Through oratory and ritual, they seek to inspire their kin to emulate Grimnir's last moments, fighting to the last against the most terrible odds and sacrificing everything. Um... Hold on one second. Yeah. 
excuse me. Um, whenever Fire Slayer warriors fall in close proximity to him, because he's got the Master Flame Rune, whenever people die around him, the blazing power within them is drawn forth. The Urgold hammered into the body glows with a blinding light as their flesh and spirit is returned to the flames. So this guy goes around with this uh, Master Flame Rune thing, and it's yeah. uh, it it if people die around him, he'll suck up their energy. Right, and this so you, is pretty like, cool. So, once so you, you increase the so, yeah. So, so you increase the so you when he's set up, place a D six beside it with a one facing up. Each time a friendly fire slayer's model is slain within twelve inches, increase the value of the dice inside this unit by one to a maximum of six. And it says once per turn at the start of the combat phase, the value of the dice beside this unit is six. You can say this unit will draw upon the power of the runes. And if you do so, pick a friendly hearth orc hearthguard, hearthguard berserkers, or volkite berserkers wholly within a foot of this unit, and apply one of the following effects. Then change the value of the dice beside this unit back to one. And then this effect, then there's all these effects that you can have a ward save of six plus. Uh, if a model that unit is slain has not fought, it can fight. Uh, Grimmers resolve that unit is within twelve of an enemy unit, not within three of any enemy units. That unit has not run or retreated the same turn. Then you can immediately charge. Which is cool. Oh yeah. So that's basically that. That's mighty destroyers, or Grimnar's vengeance. Add one to the damage characteristic of that unit's melee weapons. So that's that's kill and beat from Iron Jaws too. Mm-hmm. So, so this is super lore specific because you're literally yeah. keeping track of how they die and when when a few models and you can't do it till you get six models to die around you. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. just keep him with that unit. That big unit right. of berserkers, and so I assume that when you reset this die back to one, you start the process over again. Yes, no, it doesn't. It doesn't say that, but yes, because he says you put a d6 by it with a one each time a friendly model is slain. Increase the value mm-hmm. up to six, and then you reset it to one. It doesn't say that you'd stop doing it. So, right to a maximum of six, and then you take it back to one. When you use it, mm-hmm. and then at the start of the combat phase, you put it back to one. It feels right. like it's going to be easy to get that thing up to six. There's going to be I things would dying think so. around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be within a foot of this guy, though. Still, you put him right behind your big unit, your, your unit yeah. of ten or twenty of those guys. Yep. That's exactly where his place is. He sits right behind him, and then within twelve yep. inches, as things yep. die, he can give him yep. another boost. Right. So it's. So that's cool because now you're gonna, everyone's gonna want to take this guy. So now you've got, you know, mm-hmm. I guess that's, I guess that's more points you're gonna need to stick in this dude. He's ninety points. Yeah. I mean, he's super cheap. Right. Um, and if he's one of your six characters, once again, you're buying another character for even less. Yeah. Uh, Battlesmiths. These are the guys who make their own giant. Uh, they have to first of all they they, they carry the big banner, yeah, the, battle, the icon of Grimnir, basically, right? Yeah, they carry the icon of Grimnir, which they have to be able to make themselves, and they have to be good at that because it has to be a beautiful thing. They're the guys who it's their jobs. They learn every song of their lodge's history, which mm-hmm. I would think if it's been around a long time, that job would suck. <laughs> to learn Maybe they're just every story, musicians. Yeah, and then. When he goes to battle, then he's memorizing that story. And when he sings his stories in battle, 
your guys uh, fight better because they love yeah. to hear about the battles and they're trying to, you know, uh, reach that level of being of of quality. So they're all, you know, striving to be as good as the guys in the stories. Yeah. Um, and the icon is cool. The rules of this thing is cool too. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, units within a foot of this unit have a ward of six. Just boom. That's what they got. That's that's good. Uh, in addition, once per battle, you can uh, pick a friendly unit on the battlefield with this ability to plant its icon of Grimnir. So then everybody gets a within a foot has a ward of five instead of six. That's once per battle. Mm-hmm. And then they have Bard of the Lodge, which is if this unit issues a rally command, you can return one slain model to the unit that receives the command for each four plus instead of each six, which is nice. Oh, yeah. But you're returning yeah. half the dead models to that unit instead of a, a, a sixth of them? Right. Yeah, that's not bad. I think, yeah, it's not bad, but in my, I mean, how often do you see the rally command get used? Just If I could put them back on a four plus, I'd see it a lot more often. Well, I mean, even on a six plus, do you ever use it? I've uh, used I mean, it like once. <laughs> well, no, because on a six plus, there's other things I could be doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because isn't that one of the? Doesn't that one of your uh, heroic yeah, a, things? A, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I got other things to be doing. But if I got a unit in front of me, and mm-hmm. it's a you know once again you got another twenty man unit of berserkers. Oh yeah. man, I lost like twelve of them. Well, let's yeah. see. Let, here, boom. Yeah, yeah I put back you, six. Yeah, see so if you get wiped out by shooting in the first turn or something like right. that. Right. Right. All right, Grimrath Berserkers. We talked about them. They're the guys who have a thousand. Or they, you know, they have most. It says most, most um, of the Fire Slayers. <laughs> Goodness, most of the Fire Slayers can have a single gold, uh, a single Urgold rune. Um, right. Maybe they can have a couple more at a time. Maybe two or three. These guys have yeah. dozens. They have to go through a whole right. test. Uh, yeah. They become very. They become basically avatars of his of his yeah. wrath. I like. I like how they test it. They have this thing. This this ritual that they do. They just keep pounding them into you until you die or go insane or you don't. Yep. Great. <laughs> if you seem to fit the bill and you want to try it, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, at the end of the combat phase. If these guys, if this model is within three inches of an enemy unit and has fought no more than once on a two-up, he fights again. Yeah. Now, once again, four attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. So that's not bad. If he's destroyed and has fought no more than once, he can fight before he's removed from play. So bravery nine, highest bravery in the book, six wounds, four-up save. He's really, like... You throw him in there, man. Let him fight. He's going to fight. Yeah. T- almost always going to fight twice for, right. for combat phase. So go for it. Yeah. Um, the Doom Seekers are the guys who take the Doom Oath. Right. They did something, broke some sort of vow, and now they're, 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 they're slayers from the old game. Right, basically. Um, they will craft their final weapon they were ever wield. And in the last steps of the process, their axe is ignited using the eternal blaze of the Lodge's master forge. It will burn in perpetuity, a final lingering connection between the Doomseeker and their former life. They fight like berserkers, but they're even more reckless because they're trying to, you know, they're, they're going out there 
knowing that they have to die in battle to retain their honor. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually seem to grow stronger the longer the battle lasts and the more injuries they sustain. And that, yeah. dude, that is in the rules here. Doomseekers yep. are cool, okay? Yeah. They get to add damage the more wounds they take. Yeah. At the start of the first battle round, pick an enemy unit to swear to destroy. At the end of the combat phase, if it's within three inches of that unit and is fought no more than once, it can fight, but it can only target that unit. So I pick a Doomseeker, I pick a unit, and I just go attack it. Then I'm going to get to fight twice. Okay. Um, He's got two weapons. They both have three attacks. They're both threes by threes. One has rend. The other doesn't. Both damage one. So he's getting in all these attacks. In addition... If this unit is destroyed within three inches of the unit it swore to destroy, it basically it just like it's just like the Berserkers. It gets to fight twice. Yeah, it gets to pile in. It doesn't have to roll a two up though. It if it if it only fought once, it gets to fight yeah. again against that particular right. unit. Right. But they're saying that if it's within three, so it could theoretically be mm-hmm. within three inches of its target, and it only has a one inch range on its weapons, so if it dies within three inches it gets to pile in, basically. Right. Uh, also, if it takes a wound, it gets plus one to the damage, so damage two. If it takes yeah. two or more wounds, it goes up to three damage. That's good. It's yes. Nasty. Uh, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I can do it. This guy can do a lot of damage. And it goes to plus two if it has to use the Oathbound ability. Yeah. Before being removed from play. So when it when it dies, so let's say it's got no wounds and you go up and you and you zero him out, right? You boom, you pop mm-hmm. him dead. Well, that oath bound ability is going to be at damage three, not damage one. Mm-hmm. Dude, once it takes one damage, it's damage two. Six attacks, yeah. damage two. And no rend. One rend on one of them. <laughs> one rend counts as rend. Okay. You may not like it, but it counts. <laughs> Good gravy. <sighs> All right. So now we got our four core units, and we've talked about these guys. Yeah. Uh, anything we want to say? Anything else about these guys? These guys really they they follow their lore too. Yeah. Uh, you know the yeah. berserkers are the are the basic guys. Their secret yep. to their resilience comes from the Urgold runes. Yeah. They wield a weapon in each hand. Sometimes they use the sling shield, which they can throw. Hearthguard berserkers. Yeah, we talked about all this stuff. So let's just kind of look at them. Um, they're all two wounds apiece, which is nice. That That is good. I mean, that is... That's now, it's yeah. only a five-up save, but they've got eight bravery, too. For the, Oh, the Hearthguard have eight. The right. Volkite the guys have sevens. Um, the guys with the shields get a four-up save. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's not bad. Two wounds apiece. Two wounds apiece is what makes them excellent. Because the Berserkers, man, that's 170 points. 160 points with the sling shields. Yeah. 160 points for 20 wounds and a four-up save. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they, that ain't bad at they, all. I mean, they're going to they're gonna last a while, like, on objectives. They're going to stand there and mm-hmm. just... Take and because it. you've got, if after you put down your, if you don't go with magma droths, like mm-hmm. I said, if you're going for economy, yep. you're going to spend about 700 points on that, which leaves you 1,300 points <laughs> yeah. for 
bodies. For bodies. You're going to have a truckload of these guys. I mean, that's 340 for 20 of these guys, yeah. right? And yeah. you, so that, that's like you could, well, you could literally take 80. Mm-hmm. Because you could double, you could you get four boosts, right? So you could take yeah. four units of, yeah, about that much. So you literally could hoard just and run these fools. And that's what people were doing with this army, last edition. Is you just take a horde of dudes that have good saves and two wounds each, and you just stand on the objectives and fight. You don't and kill anything. Why wouldn't you? But you, but you last for a while. I bet you kill things. <laughs> All right. So the Hearth Guard, they've got those magma, uh, uh, the magma pikes, which we talked about. Yeah. They get two attacks apiece, and every damage they do, uh, or no, unmodified hit rolls of sixes minus one yeah. to their movement mm-hmm. until the end of your opponent's next turn. You know that if you go. If I go second, and then I get the double turn, well, actually, it's, a, but it's their movement, so they wouldn't get to move until their turn anyway. Yeah. And the end of their next turn, so it's going to affect them only for one turn, but it could slow them down for a while if you're making them do things, I guess. So, um, they're not bad. That magma pike has an 18-inch range with two attacks apiece. That ain't bad. Mm-mm. The throwing axes only get an eight-inch range. They don't right, do right. nearly as well. I'm surprised they even left the fire steel throwing axes in there. It's like, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, the thing with the Hearthguard Berserkers, though. Hearthguard Berserkers, 160 points for only five. But they can't yeah. beat Battleline if you got a Rune Father, right? right. They're pr- uh, They've got a four-up the ward if they're the within Hearthguard? nine inches of heroes. Yeah, the Hearthguard Berserkers. Yeah. They've got a four-up ward if they're within nine inches of a hero. That's <laughs> and if you use them, it says if you use them as the as the you know with the rune son or the yeah. rune father, they yeah. get to take that ward if you shunt the wound off onto them. Mm-hmm. And like, that could be the the retinue. Yeah, and then oh, guess what? With the flame strike pole axe, if you have that. Unmodified hit rolls of sixes do two damage, uh, two mortal wounds on top of the damage they might do. That's excellent. Yeah. I mean, then you're picking the weapon that has only one damage and no rend instead of the weapon that has two damage and one rend, mm-hmm. but sixes do two mortals. So Five for 160. Yeah, it's not cheap. That's more elite. Yeah. Um. You know, and then we already talked about the Berserkers. You get a Carl, you get a Hornblower, which is plus one to charge. Uh, once per battle at the stomp, start of the combat phase, you can release your fury. Ah. And that one, if uh, if until the end of that phase. Feels like what we've been doing all show. If a model's killed, they can fight before they're removed from play, yeah. Plus one attack <laughs> if they charge. Dude, these are, I mean, I want to love this book. But it seems mm-hmm. like I've just, I got a lot of the same. Yeah. There's slight variations, and there are variations. They're not exactly the same, obviously. Those guys can shoot. These guys can throw. That guy can do this. This guy can do that. You put them together, you get certain bonuses. Right. But for pity's sake, it's just. I, yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know how dynamic the army would be to play with. 
as a guy who yeah. loves dwarfs, I looked at this, and now I love Dwarden, but I keep mm-hmm. looking at this going, it's, it feels incomplete. I, don't, I, I just feel like I would be bored playing it. Yeah. I really well, do. Mean, I mean, I think there's two ways to play it. You can either go in with the magma droths and, like, kill stuff with your magma droths and then use your rest of your guys to take objectives or, you know, hold on. Or you can just go full-on horde. You know, you can use your use your characters as, you know, you know, buffing units for your big hordes that just go across the battlefield and stand on objectives, and you just slog it out, man. It's gonna be a, you're just gonna, it's gonna be a big fight. I yeah, I just it, there's something about this that doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't click doesn't for res- me. It doesn't resonate with you, yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. and and I want to. I wonder Slayers if it's because are my of favorite. Yeah, I wonder if it's just because of our history with this faction that we're used to, you know, the old the old book where you could you could customize your characters, you could, you know, have you you could either go war machine heavy or you could just not take so many Look, or the you old could dwarf, go the, and here's the thing, the old dwarf book, it was missing phases too. They didn't have magic. Mm-hmm. Right. You could make cool weapons, and you could have magic defense, but they didn't have any magic. They had were, that one. They had that one ring, which I remember now, which was a bound spell. You got to remember it. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. didn't take it because it was like I had other no, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, this just there's something about it that doesn't. And you know what? If you hey, listen, if you're a fire slayer player out there, and you've got, and then there, there's a, there's a good list that you think is fun. Let us know. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear why I'm wrong about this army. What am I missing? It just doesn't seem fun. The lore, fun. Oh yeah, I like the, I like the lore. It's very cool. It's got an excellent background. If you're a dwarf, Dwarden lover I, I guess i don't i don't know i just I mean, don't I, see here's the thing when you read about them and when you like i'm sitting here looking at this and i'm reading the lore and i'm looking at this they don't need more units like they don't need more different units they all run out there naked holding a weapon mm-hmm. you got four different types of weapons mm-hmm. four guys i wish they had like some war I I I would really like if they had some like war machines or something. That's, that's a dwarf, not how that's they a... fight. They're just well, angry guys running forward naked. I mean, there was a, I mean, there was a, I guess there was a dwarf slayer in the world that was and Malachi McCason. Yeah, he also had a cure, zeppelin right? called the Spirit of Grungeny. Yeah, the axe thrower. Remember that thing? The he goblin had? That was the cure. War yeah, they 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 stuck that in there. That seemed to work. I mean, true. I'm just. I mean. It, okay, and I and I hate to say this, but honestly, having almost no units and almost all characters fits to their lore. It yeah. really does, because it's it also kind of fits in with this new with Sigmar three is more hero based. Some people have called it uh, yeah, Return but to, look at the other hero books. hammer still hero he, hammer. You know, yeah. I guess I really can't complain either though because. Literally, the 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 I'm playing Cruel Boys, and I have a battle line unit. Right. I have characters, and I have Cruel Boys, and I throw in a couple of grots to for good measure. So mm-hmm. I can't 
complain per se. It just it feels incomplete. It, I, mm. you know, and it's I think it oh, is because I, we played dwarfs back in yeah. fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And fantasy dwarfs had these guys, but also had cannons and also had guys with guns yeah, and crossbows and, and guys with armor, and you could pick a little bit of everything. You know. Rangers, you had, you yeah. had rangers, you had you know, iron breakers, hammers, I mean gyrocopters. I just gyro I, mean, I bombers, hope, I hope had, I'm missing yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not seeing the thing that makes you maybe I mean, and I don't know. They could be you could this could come out and you'd learn that these guys are, are good at winning because you take a horde, they hold objectives, you win on points. Hey, that's the way well, I play half of my games. I play Night Haunt. I play with the Cruel Boys. It's yeah. lots of guys holding objectives. I mean, I know of people who have played this army, and that's what they have success with. And most of the people who play that complain about it after they've done it. They're like, this is boring. See, that's it. There's mm-hmm. just not enough variety. Right. Because honestly, you've got the Oric Hearthguard and the Hearthguard Berserker, and they are different because the one guy's got an axe and the other guy's got a basically carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, and the one and the one guys, the guys without the gun can get the ward up there, and that's great. But mm-hmm. the other guys, it's just okay. Do you want two axes, or do you want a different weapon and a shield? Yeah. And it's the yeah. same thing, and it's just like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why it bothers me here and not with the army I'm actually playing. <laughs> well, because I, I don't know. Because honestly, that's the sort of thing that that's the kind of thing that actually turns me off to the cruel boys a little bit. Is they just don't have enough variety in my I don't know. I don't know. I think I mean, it's because of the things that the cruel boys can do. They've got you can play them and you know the, the the neat things they've got. This I just yeah. I mean, well, they have. I mean, I guess there are. I guess you can. I guess I should take that back because you can see different ways to play cruel boys just right off the bat. You be like, I'm going to go horde, fantastic. I'm going to go elite. Cool. I'm gonna go super shooty. Excellent. That's like, right, because you can take all those shooty guys that I didn't think about. Yeah, that. yeah. Because I don't take them, but you can. Right. Like but, I don't know if you could do like a super shooty fire slayers army where you take all hearth guard and try to shoot. If you like, took a minimum of characters, I mean, I suppose you could. You could. I, okay, so let's see. Let me look at this. I think, I think hearth guard. Yeah. Wait, is it Auric Hearthguard or Hearthguard Berserkers that have the pikes? Auric Hearthguard have the magma pike. Okay, so the Auric Hearthguard. So let me look here. Battle line but, in a Hermdar army. Yeah. So if I take Hermdar yeah. or if I take a general as a fire slayer priest. Mm-hmm. So if I take a, you know, a rune master, a rune smiter, one of those, okay. Mm-hmm. Five for a buck and a quarter. Mm-hmm. So 20 for 500. So I could conceivably, yeah. if I wanted to buy that many, I could have like 60 of these guys on the field and then just take a couple of characters. Yeah. Or I could take a couple of characters, take 50 of these on the field. You could do that. Yeah, I don't think it would be, totally be, be that. I don't think it would be that good, but you could do that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Just take a couple of characters to bump them. What do they got? They got, uh, I mean, they just got their shooting attack because their regular attack threes by threes. They got the rend. Yeah, they hit on fours, and then they have very little defense. I mean, five up save. I mean, yep. They're just going to die. They're Two just going to die. Yeah. 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 You can slow down monsters. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not sweet. No. 
It's not. No. So that's, that doesn't seem like a viable build. So one I will say this. I, I will say this for okay. them. They all have throwing axes. Yeah. So literally, they're <laughs> all... I mean, okay. It's one attack, eight inch, fours by fours, no rend, one damage. It's yeah. not great, but yeah. they are, when they're getting in close range, when they're getting near combat, or even when they're in combat, they're they're throwing these things... Every I turn, guess. I, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess if you could, it's just unleash more hell. You could, you could unleash hell on something with them, yeah. you know, from a different. You know, I guess. I mean, they're if you all... want to, if you want to waste a command point on that. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess what I'm saying here is, I'm looking at this, and there's a lot of these guys have a missile attack. Oh, in I'm, fact, most of them have a fire steel throwing axe. Yeah, in fact, even the characters have one. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Who doesn't have... Okay, no, I'm not talking about Fool, Grimnir, and the Chosen Axes. I'm not playing with Underworld's models. Okay. Uh, the Flamekeeper doesn't have one? The Flamekeeper. He's the only one who doesn't have a shooting attack. Yeah. All right, well, that's kind of... I mean, that's something. <laughs> hey, I suppose... I wait a minute. Let me go back to that dumb rule. That Wait, hold on. Yes, that's one of the battle tactics where you can kill something with a fire steel throwing. <laughs> Pick an enemy hero. You complete it. If, if, okay, so if you had an enemy hero with only one or two wounds left on him, and you had a yeah. bunch of these units near him, they've all got <laughs> this attack. You could take. You could pick off a wound or two. That could work. Yeah, you can get that many guys within eight inches. Yeah, well, hey, you know you're in a, you're just blobbing them in. I'm playing. Yeah. If I'm you're playing, missing. you know, if you're playing not with a ton so, of characters, you could so take. So, so you're shooting 20 shots. You're going to miss with half of them. That's 10 hits. You're going to wound five times at no rend. Maybe you'll do one wound. If you get him down to, if he's only, if he's yeah. already weak, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Because you could literally, if you went with characters on foot and didn't take like six characters, if you went with a, a few a, a few less characters, you could probably go with about. Let's see. Let's see one with about five, six hundred points of characters. Yeah. You could take a lot of berserkers. Yes. I mean, a hundred berserkers. If you go with the sling shields, is sixteen hundred points. Right. You could take yeah. four hundred points worth of characters on top. Two, three characters and a hundred stupid uh, dwarves. It's two. It's two hundred wounds. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb Tonight. army. Well, now you're taught now you're up in the range of like like a full Blight King's army. It's right? I mean two with two hundred plus wounds. It's not, it's not it's not bad. It's just boring. I'm exactly that's the thing. I just I guess it's when I played my dwarves, I had regular dwarves and I had some long beards in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I threw in a, a couple of guys with some uh, some crossbow guys. Yeah, it's not like you didn't I have a, a magic base. I had a variety of stuff, yeah. If you had an Anvil of Doom, you got a magic base. I never took the Anvil of Doom. Oh, the Anvil I was one sweet. of those guys. I know everyone said it was sweet, and I just was like, I never got around to it. And every and any time I played against someone who had it, it was always like playing against like Joe Flesh, and yeah. he would always blow that thing up on his first <laughs> turn. And he was like, and he was so pissed about it, because every time, like, he's like, this blows up like three quarters of my games. I'm like, that's because your dice hate you. This is bad luck. That is. Uh, all right, so we've been going for three hours. This should have been two episodes, but guess what? We can't do it in two episodes because next episode, 
We're fish talking people. about the fish elves because they got a new book too. They did. So we will be putting that out ASAP. But listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Oh, you know what we didn't do? And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's end the spells? Yeah. Uh, uh, nah, if you want to read about the end of spells. Well, they, they're they invocations. The they're invocations. Now, the, okay, the cool yeah. thing is, like, the firewall comes up on a three. The flame spitter comes in on a three. Yeah. The, 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 the battle forge. Now, the battle forge actually isn't bad. You yeah. got a priest within six inches, and it can well, bump it well, up. Well, the, the, the Magnetic Battle Forge is not an invocation. It's faction terrain. Yeah, so that's faction terrain. So that's actually pretty good. The pizza um, oven. Yeah. You pick a Fire Slayer Priest within six inches, and you turn it on. You turn on the oven, and then plus one to chanting rolls for friendly priests within 18 inches of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use Spending the Forge, but I don't know why you would. Once yeah. for battle, you use it, and then you, uh, you get a ward of six. You get a six-up ward anymore. until the the start of your if next hero phase. Yeah. But if, then that if you're battle forge is out. Of it. Yeah, like who cares? Yeah. No, no, no. You got to have a priest within six inches of it to do it, and then fire yeah. slayers. All the fire slayers on the board get a six-inch. A six-up ward for oh, the, yeah. for that turn. Yeah, there you go. But yeah. then you burn I get, out. I mean, I suppose if you use it on your last turn. Yeah, you but might, otherwise right, you waste. That's it. what you. That's what you would do. Um, I don't know the molten infernoth. You know, I don't. Eh. You know what? I don't care. I'm not. I just. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired and I'm frustrated because I want to like this a lot more than I do. It's yeah. got everything I want in an army. Except the fun. <laughs> Except red. <laughs> they all have red. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> you can oh, say boy. without good red or without quality red, but quit lying to our to our listeners. <laughs> Goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. I gotta say this first. Disappointed as I am. And 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 I and I can't. You know what is what makes it worse is I can't pinpoint the disappointment. <laughs> right. It's just something about this doesn't work for me. Mm. Somebody show me how I'm wrong, please, listeners. If you care about me at all, show me why I'm wrong. And <laughs> I know, need to make this my army. It could be also that when you when they show pictures of the army, it just looks exactly the same. All the units look exactly the same. I can't tell it's them like, apart. I'm I'm yeah, I'm Dwarvenist. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like looking at this like. I don't know, like a school of fish. Like you yeah. can't differentiate the individual fish I'm because they certain all look they can exactly tell each other apart. But sure, but you know what I mean. It's a, that's <sighs> kind of maybe that's what it is. It's like when your old dwarf army, you knew exactly who the iron breakers were, the hammerers were, the corallers were, the thunderers, the oh, rangers, sure. the you know, you knew exactly who everybody was. In fact, I now would go. No I went clue. bananas with the last army I made because the guys who had uh, the lighter armor were like in silver, and the heavy armor was in gold. Yeah. And then the guys who had the super duper armor, I did with that uh, mother of pearl. So oh, everyone right. like so you knew even what their armor save was based on how they were dressed and what their colors yeah. were. Yeah. And this is just literally yeah. Every it's. It's it's very it's it's little things, but there's a lot of little things piling up that make me. Yeah, and not to mention, like this I, army, like 
money wise, like monetarily, is expensive. Yes, that is like, true. You like you need a truckload of these guys, and like, or you just need to buy the getting started kits, and you buy three right. or four of them, and then you have right. all the magma drops. Because right. at three fifty right. a pop, three magma drops is over half your army. Exactly, and then that comes with I think it's a magma droth, and then I think you get one other I character. Say, I think, and then ten. I think is it ten guys, or is it ten guys and another five guys? It's something like that. But it's just pricey. But if you were just to buy the boxes, like I think five Hearthguard is like sixty bucks. Good <laughs> gravy. Yeah. Hold on, let me see this here. Games. Now I got to see what it is, because why not? Because I'm not tired enough. See, this is where you distract me. <laughs> with with the with the facts here. Let's see. All right. Yes, I'm in America. Thank you. All right. Uh, U.S. English. All right. Search. Getting started. Fire Slayers. Nope, it doesn't show up. Okay, let's look at this way instead. So start start collecting Fire Slayers is $110. Okay, you found it. I'm still bringing it up here. Get. All right. Comes comes with a magma droth and like eleven guys. One of them's a character. Yeah. So yeah, character ten Volkite uh, berserkers. Yeah. Yeah, but then five Hearthguard berserkers is fifty bucks. Eesh. Right. Yeah. Like that's ten dollars a model. Ugh. And then ten Volkite Berserkers is sixty bucks. Oh boy! Oh boy! Which All is right. a, which is a which is a little better, but because I did like go to see like how much this like a like a, a magma droth on its own is a buck ten. So there's literally no reason to buy. Then you, you if you're going to buy a magma droth, you just buy star collecting fire slayers. Yeah. Yeah, ten, I mean, ten Volkite Berserkers, one character, and then you get the root. You get the guy in the Magma Droth, and when you get yeah. the guy in the Magma Droth, you put yeah. one guy on the Magma Droth, and you can build another character. Yeah. So you get two characters out of the Magma Droth kit, and then you get another character, and then ten Berserkers for one hundred and ten bucks. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the way to go. But right. then you got, like I said, I but got if, three but, of those. But if, I got, but, if, but if you want these, if you want Hearthguard in your army, you got to pay. Yep. You got you got to pay. But for $330, I've got six characters and 30 berserkers. That's 310 units, so I've fulfilled my battle line minimum. Yeah. I got three uh guys on magma droths, so that's another 1000 something. Mm -hmm. And then I got three other characters for another mm -hmm. 300 points. So we're looking at 1300 Plus the thirty guys, it's probably not two thousand in three boxes, but it's it's getting there. It's it's, it's getting there. Three thirty. Oh, and then you need you got to buy a pizza oven, so that's forty five. Oh right. And then you yep. buy the invocations, so that's eighty for those. So you're looking at four ten, and then you yeah. got your invocations and your forge and all that stuff. I mean, it it is what I mean, it is. At, uh, yeah, I mean, there's cheaper armies to collect definitely than this one. But. Yeah, it's just yeah. I'm looking at the picture even. It's like wow, you guys all look the same. <laughs> I think painting them would be easy. Yeah, and I'm not, and it could be fun. And like I said, I, uh, I'm reading the lore, and I was rereading it today on my lunch break, just making sure I had everything right. And I'm reading this. Going, yeah. 
God, I love these guys. Like, this yeah. is, they're awesome. And then mm-hmm. I get to the rules, and I'm just like, and you know what? And I, and I realize the one thing we're not doing is sitting down, and, like, if Alex were here, he'd be like, yes, but then you combine. Like, we mentioned it a little bit. Yeah, this thing and that thing and the other thing. What's that? When you add in all the special rules and you pick just the right oh, sure. things, I mean, I'm, I'm certain there's cool stuff going on there that's going to make them stronger. But it's, I mean, once again, well, I'm not well, worried about their. I think, I think, I think the what you would do is, is you, is you, is you just decide what your, what your plan is. If you just want to crush stuff with magma dross, that's one build. And then if you just want to hoard out stuff, that's a completely different build. So there's. I think there's just two different ways to play this. I don't know if there's a lot of middle ground there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just, yeah. Anyway, all right, listen. I want to thank everybody who's listening right now, and I especially want to thank our Patreon patrons, those people who make the show possible. The associate producers, Christopher Sanders, Big Jake, and Jake C. Executive producers, Colin Miller, Tyler McDonald, and Scott Milne. Thank you, guys, and thank all of Thanks, Patreon guys. patrons. Uh, also, yeah. guys, check uh, check the Patreon page. I posted a new message today. Uh, it'll be yesterday by the time you get this. Um, but uh, New Garage World should be out uh, right around the same time as this because I recorded that yesterday. Um, so we got that going on. So, all right, Chris. Yeah. Uh, let's. I don't know. Let's see what. Let's see what the fish elves bring us. Because hopefully, I'm excited for that one. That's gonna be cool. I, hopefully, it's not as frustrating as this one. We went with this one first because this is this is these are the guys I love. And uh, yeah, they made I mean, the, I, de- I mean, the, I mean, I I know the new book, the Didonut Deepkin book, is the same stuff as last book. I have one extra unit just like this, but they have. Well, their some rules of the, are, yeah, some of the rules. Their are rules are a little different. Yeah. Well, some of these rules have changed too. They've added a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's things you yeah. can do with yeah. it. I'm just, I'm like I said, I don't, maybe I'm not seeing it. I don't know. All right. Well, I will. We'll be recording again next week, so I will talk to you very soon. Sounds um, good. I know it's late by you because you're out of town. It's like it's late, so let's wrap this up. And okay. so let's do that. So, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. Oh, Sigmar! No red. What red? You <laughs> <by> your head. <laughs>